Boom. Unbelievable. Connecting. You're on. I can't I believe can hear you. It pisses me now, off. Now I can wears hear all this tulip shit. It really does. Okay. You piss me off. The fact that it pisses <laughs> you off that I just wear this tulip shit. Confederate robes. I just ate dinner. I was like, hey, I'm a little chilly. I opened my closet, just grabbed a pullover and threw it on. I didn't look at the logo. Disgusting. Do you want me to, you want me to burn it all? Yeah, it's like wearing a freaking Nazi <laughs> insignia. I think I'd feel better wearing a Nazi insignia. <laughs> <laughs> How was the uh, week in Newport? It was good. It was quick. It was. I was only there Wednesday to today. I got back a couple hours ago. Um, so it was good. Hung out with Stella with my little puss. She was great. Get some bonding time. Um, weekend was busy. And then... Um, just worked from there. The weather wasn't super nice. We had a couple nice days, but it didn't get warmer than like 60. Did you guys do anything in Newport for the weekend? Yeah, yeah we Saturday hit up a couple breweries. Uh, newer one that's um, right near First Beach called Rejects. <laughs> and then we went to uh, Newport Craft. And then we went to Speakeasy. So, yeah, we bopped around. Nice. Yeah, How's it, it looking was... down there? Is it busy? I mean, eh, it wasn't super busy. I mean, the, the weather wasn't great. You yeah. know, it was yeah. still like a little chilly. Like as soon as that sun goes down, it gets fucking You're cold. cold. Yeah. yeah. But um, yeah. I mean, there have been a few weekends before that that we've been down there and it's been a lot warmer, like mid 60s. And it was bumping like, you know, not like summer bumping, but it was pretty damn close. And a lot of the seasonal places are starting to open up now, like Surf Club. They just opened up that they're um, that outdoor place. Yep. They got that outdoor nice bar and everything so a lot of the it's starting to get into season there by the time you know we we move in there by the end of the month it will be uh pretty close to summer vibes hopefully yeah i hope so Mm -hmm. Um, back to somerville just in time for the socialist revolution going on yeah it's too bad i really rushed back there i wanted to read that article i wanted to see what they were talking about who the hell put stuff behind a paywall in 2021 nobody's gonna read your shit I know, like who's gonna who our age subscribes to the New York Times or the Boston Globe? <laughs> nobody, dude. Absolutely no. nobody. No. Yeah, I wonder what. I mean, it's no shock. I'm I sure was, it was why, pretty ridiculous article. Yeah. But yeah, you're escaping just in time. I wonder. Um, I'll, I'll check while you're um, talking if there was any like comments on the Reddit posts that were halfway interesting of people who read it. Do you use Reddit? Yeah, just like to like mindlessly surf the internet. Yeah, it's it's uh it's cool. You just cure like I used it like I here and there for years, but then like once I finally found out you can curate like the topics that you want, it's actually like some pretty interesting stuff. I feel like there's just like some crazy ass rabbit holes on Reddit Dude, about like you could the most you could scroll stuff. for hours on end. Like I've caught myself where I'll literally scroll for 30 minutes and like not see the same thing twice. And just, it's dangerous. Sounds like it. Speaking of dangerous, um, a little worried about Ty right now. He's, he's kind of dude physically, uh, hurting right now from that COVID vaccine. Are you really, you're not feeling great? No, dude. I feel like I got hit by a fucking Mack truck. Jesus. You know, you know what that means, right? I what you got a strong immune system I have a they strong the, immune system yeah they say the people who have the strongest reactions 
are the ones with the strongest immune system because your body starts like fighting or older people are having like no reaction to the vaccine whatsoever. Um, yeah, dude. So I, I got, I got the vaccine. I forget you were getting it yesterday, yesterday morning, bizarre experience. Um, so it couldn't have been easier. I was thrilled. Um, signed up, got in there, you know, filled out some paperwork, boom, let's go. Um, get in the office, sit down, some kid at Walgreens. And like, I could tell he was like prepared to kind of do a monologue, but cause he was like, all right, do you have any questions? Like any concerns, anything like that? And I was like, no, let's do it. Like I'm ready. And uh, I was like, I'm excited. He's like, okay, good. You know, everything you read online is not true. He's like, <laughs> and I was, he's a Walgreens he, employee. Yeah. And he's like, uh, well, I shouldn't say that, but most things you read online aren't true. And he's like, I've had my vaccine. I'm not dead. I was just like, Dude, That's reassuring. Thanks, man. just fucking yeah. stick the needle in me. Why are you like trying to sketch me out? Um, yeah. So I got it in the morning, literally felt fine all day about like seven, eight o'clock at night. You start to feel like that little bit of like achy feeling coming on. You know, you can kind of like feel it, like almost that pre-sick feeling yeah, where you're definitely. like, oh God, like something like tickle in on. your throat or something. Yeah. And dude, it was fucking brutal. I was shocked. Like my back hurt. And actually the same thing happened to Erica. My back still actually hurts so bad. Like my joints, like my knees, like it was difficult to like walk around. It kind of hurt to yeah. like walk around. Um, I literally had like chills on and off all day. It's like, like you had the flu almost. Yeah. hundred percent. Just like, um, and Eric actually had some nausea. I, I was lucky. I didn't have any of that, but yeah, it was just like a really bad case of the, well, not really bad case of the flu, but yeah, it was like, you guys both got the Johnson tomorrow. and Johnson one. Yeah. Damn. Awesome. So you, you, you would have been fucked if you got the real COVID. I guess. Right. I mean, but if I have a strong immune system, wouldn't that? Yeah, I, mean, I don't know. Like, right? That you'd think that makes sense. It probably still hits you hard. I mean, I think it would hit most people hard. But the uh, who who had it on the Celtics? Oh, Romeo Langford had it on the Celtics like two weeks ago. Marcus, and he said Marcus Smart had it early on too. Yeah, well, but Romeo was like the first professional athlete I heard say like, "Yeah, it kicked my ass." Marcus oh, Smart okay. was like, "I didn't even know I had it." Right, right. So, so who who knows this fucking Chinese lab virus that the New York Times won't acknowledge? Came <laughs> oh, from oh, Jesus! <laughs> Stop, yeah, Asian Emma. Hate. Emma grabbed the the Pfizer first, the first of the two Pfizer shots on Friday, and Sweet. she didn't. She felt a little weird on Saturday, but um, not nothing like you described, and nothing like I felt after after my shot. I got J and J as well, but yeah, Mo, we just gonna get you in there, man. I'm waiting for my text. I signed up for the alerts. So you like, um, I'm not I, eligible I think it's open till the 16th. To... Oh, the 16th. Okay. Yeah. It's the uh, 16th. That's not far away. No, that's like a week and a half. Yeah. You'd be good. Yeah. I mean, Where... I could just lie and say I have a comorbidity. People have been doing think, that. I've heard. I think a lot of people have been. Doing I don't it. think seen, anyone's seen so been turned many... away. No, they haven't been. I've seen no. so many young people on social media posting about it. And I'm like, all right, well, I know it's not open to young people. And like, you certainly aren't a frontline employee. Like something's up. Well, it, it does go down to Rhode Island, isn't it? Open to everybody in Rhode Island, Adam. 
not no. every town and but but it's like like the areas that were hit the hardest. It's like Providence, Pawtucket, they give it Central to the ghetto Falls, pretty pretty much. <laughs> so us in the ghetto went to go get our shots. Um, I would have gotten it anyway just because of being a teacher. But yeah, I mean, so yeah. anyone sixteen and up can get it. So I, I'm sure that other states around the country are are in similar or some cities are in similar situations. So the, some of those kids are like younger people that you saw getting it very well could have done it the right way, but I'm sure plenty of people are just yeah. fudging shit and just to get it. And they're not I turning. Know. I mean, in the end, every the, the more vaccinated people, the better. So I don't think anyone's I agree. Gonna I agree. Put up a stink about it, but um, you're well, almost there. Almost. Maybe, I'm ready. I, I think I'm immune. COVID's not real anymore. <laughs> anyways, I'm not worried. <laughs> It's not. Well, well, it's definitely not a thing in Texas now. I've totally flipped. I'm a huge anti-vax guy now. This sucks. <laughs> I strongly can you give it, recommend you give it back, dude. Can it. you just puke it yeah. up? Yeah, take it out of me. Right. Get oh, the microchip God. out of you. Get the unvaccination. Yeah. How about Texas, dude? <laughs> Sold out opening. Day. Ranger Stadium. Dude. Yeah. Sold That's, out. Nobody with a mask touching elbows. If, if, if by wild. some if by some chance, I mean, I don't know how they'd ever. Well, yeah, they guess, they guess they could figure it out. If by some chance nobody in there contracted COVID, then I, I don't think it's a real thing at this point. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. W- there was every seat was full. N- I didn't see one mask. And it was granted it was a quick video for. I'm sure plenty of people were still wearing masks, but Jesus Christ! I mean, I it was weird seeing so, a it's stadium. The first time we've like ever that. seen anything like that in in over a year. Yeah. yeah. While all California sports teams still have no fans. So like Red yeah. Sox are at like 5% or 10% capacity. It's stupid. It looks like an empty stadium, but like some States in California are still nothing while Texas it's is got to be like full a full ha- speed ahead. It's got to be like a happy medium, right? I mean, yeah, you would think, I, right? I, mean, like, I, I agree. There's not like, why are we still having like 5% capacity? Like, and I, well, I, I think, think about, I think too, uh, that, I heard that the Red Sox require you to be vaccinated to go into the stadium. Ooh, a little vaccine. I don't know. Maybe I haven't, I haven't read that, but I haven't looked into it at all. I just assume they like impossible to get tickets because there's 5% capacity. I looked up, uh, I was trying to look up and see if I could get Mavs tickets. Like literally any ticket. That's not like the last row in the stadium is like $250. Are they at full capacity? No, no. Okay. Nope. It's going to be crazy. I was just thinking, so all the teams that travel to Texas for a baseball game, they'll just be looking around like, what what the the hell? And then they go back to their empty stadiums. I mean, I'll definitely like, we should go to a game. We'll all be vaxxed up by the time you guys get here. Should be. It'll be our first injection of reality. And then just use some dirty needles somewhere. We'll just go full, like crazy reckless life. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) Do drugs uh, off a public toilet seat. And uh, I, Erica sent me something too that the governor of Texas like did a big F you to the MLB and is like, no, I'm not throwing out the first pitch. <laughs> because of that? the whole Atlanta yeah, thing? Yeah, yeah. I didn't see that. No. Oh, yeah. oh right. Um, Wait, all is right, that so, on our docket of things to talk about today? What? The MLB? Uh, yeah. 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 yeah, 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 yeah. And everything yeah. it is. I'll let, I'll let Jared. Uh, guide the ship tonight where do you want to start oh, oh god you didn't give me the roadmap um, no, ty, ty likes to thrust this upon you and i at a moment's notice <laughs> after ty preps for everything well, so, says, so, take take control <laughs> let's start with um 
the MLB game getting rescheduled, not rescheduled, relocated, MLB All-Star game due to that law passed by the uh, state of Georgia. So you guys will have to keep me honest. I only know like some of the really high level points of the the bill that Georgia uh, and their governor passed, but it's all about the way they're framing it up is voter identification and regulation. The way the liberal media is framing it up is racism. I think it's somewhere in the middle. I think it's voter suppression in urban areas for sure. Um, But when you actually look at the bill itself, most of the things are not that outlandish. So it's the requirement of a government ID to absentee vote, not even to vote, to absentee vote. Um, the a reduction in the absentee voting period from like eight weeks to six weeks or something along those lines. Uh, the limit of no more than one male drop off per county. So they kind of framed it as you must have one, but you can't have more than one mailbox per county um, for absentee and voter ballots. And maybe there was one other one. And the super controversial one was you cannot give out any um, food, beverages or like giveaways Mm. to people voting in line or waiting in line to vote. Which I'm not sure like why that of all things was the most controversial. Do you think it is? I, I don't guess, think it's that kind of No, like I pick, I picture like you remember always seeing in the news, like in these cities, you'd have people literally waiting in line for like four hours to vote. Mm. I just figured like they just are trying to like not have people wait in line to vote. Yeah. Um, so I, I was trying to read into it too, because I didn't want to sound like an idiot. And so um, what they're, the term for that stuff is, is like electioneering. Okay. Like, you know, people that go, you know, and, and, campaign essentially for a particular candidate will like give out like you know giveaways like food water stuff like that and say like hey you know hope you vote for my guy right like here here's some water have some blah 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 and i'm sure there are people that that just do it you know out of the goods instead of heart i don't really know um but the election officials or like poll workers can give out water so okay. obviously that's that's very construed in the way that they presented that. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. 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 <laughs> Unbelievable. And I, I think the other like rationale behind, you know, that that part of the bill was to keep like like you said, a workers um, who obviously are are promoting a certain candidate from influencing anyone's vote. Mm, right. And it made me think like how many guys how many people do you guys think Get into get in line to vote like for a presidential election. <laughs> like shit, have start no, thinking about this. <laughs> yeah, it's like fuck. Hey, that you guys guy was wanna... real friendly. Who gave me a Snickers? I'm voting for <laughs> yeah. his guy. Like, you guys know what we're in line for? <laughs> I mean, yeah. it made me think. Like out of a hundred people, like how many people do you think actually don't have any clue as to who they're going to vote for and can be influenced by a fucking Dasani water bottle handed to them? Yeah. I would I, say point oh 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 one exactly. Yeah, it's just people. so that's completely overblown. I mean, yeah, would would it be nice if all of them could just give out water and stuff? Like, yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, it, it would it would kind of suck to be in line in like a hundred degree heat or um, ten degree weather, but at the same time, uh, well, it's definitely overblown. Yeah, because I looked at it as like, and not specific to the the water thing, but. Um, just specific to 
you know, a lot of the, the things in the bill, like I didn't realize like how many early voting days a lot of these states had. Like I just yeah, right. they actually they expanded it. the open early yeah. voting days. Yeah, yeah I, like I forgot about 19 that one. Days to like early vote, so it's, it's right. kind of yeah, tough. They, to they, like... they did that in mass last year too. I think it was the first time, but it was great. That's how I voted in the primary. It just showed up on a random day. Yeah, they did it. Um, you know, down. I think they did it everywhere. They did yeah. it down here too. Right. Um. So I, I think like and uh, Stacey Abrams, that the chick who's famous in Georgia. Yeah. Um. I call her the, thick Stacy. Yeah. Um, she even was like heralding some of the, you know, that included like some of the portions of this bill. Obviously, I don't think she like supports it in general, but like I'm trying to understand like what part of it is specifically like racist. Um, you know, because before we go too far down that path, let me ask you guys this question Do you think the intent behind this bill was voter suppression by the state of Georgia to reduce voter turnout in certain areas? I think in some ways, yes. In some ways, no. I mean, I, I wouldn't say that the that the entire intent of these changes to the voting laws in Georgia were intended on just keeping black people from going to the polls or people in cities going to the polls. I, I have a hard time wrapping my head around that. Um, but I can understand that the way it's presented to the population, how it seems that way. Yeah. And I guess I, I obviously don't... more restrictive than it is a loosening of any laws. Right. Right. Like instead of having six months where you can request a ballot, you can now have like 78 days or something like that from election day. So like, like that's one, I, I mean, to be honest, I didn't know much about mail-in ballots until this election. Cause it really wasn't, yeah. obviously it was a thing before. And there are some nobody states that about it though. no, no one did. And, and there's several States that almost exclusively do mail-in ba- mail-in ballots or, or the majority of their votes are mail-in ballots. So I guess yeah. I didn't really know too much about it before everything happened, but um, to go from six months to like, just like just under three seems like I don't know. I, I guess I don't really see the whole reasoning behind it. I guess there, I guess it's the the push for this election integrity and, and all that stuff. Yeah. Do you buy but, that? I think well, it was done about in bad, election integrity. I think well, it was I, done I'm in not, bad faith. That's my. I, take I'm not on saying it. that that this yeah. this this um you know holds in the integrity of elections. I mean, I. I I think no, it's a little I, silly. I, I mean, yeah. do you, that that was their intent. That was their genuine intent, not what they presented it as. Into election, I, I think. It, I, I think it could be that they want to try. I, I don't know because it it just well, seems how about like this? such how, a how about the ID? virtue signal. How about the ID thing? Like, is that really like are people really that that up in arms about being able to prove that like, like that you're a fucking citizen? 74% of Georgia voters support voter ID. So like, what's the issue with that? I guess like nation nationwide, because like we weren't hearing the, the, the calls from people in Georgia it was everybody else who was reacting to, to the changes. Yeah. Like, what the hell's the big deal about that? It's I don't turned know. into I mean, a blue red argument where the Democrats want you to be able to vote. If you've got a pulse, 
and the Republicans want you to have to jump through a few hoops. I don't know what the right answer is. <laughs> yeah, it's somewhere hoops. in the middle. I don't right. know about a few hoops, but I mean, I guess it's it's they want they want to make it more difficult to vote. I should say, as opposed to the Democrats making it easier to vote. Yeah, and, and, and I even, think. Sorry, Jared. What were you saying? I was going to say I think both of their intents are self-serving. Sure, I don't for think sure. either of them care about election integrity or making America's democracy stronger for the right reasons they care because it makes their party have a better chance of winning. Yeah, I mean, well, it's the classic thing where like the Democrats are on like the quote unquote right side of the argument because they just all they just say we want to make it easier for people to vote. Like, yeah, you know, it's hard to argue that logic. I, I understand yeah. the premise, certainly. Um, but like, I haven't heard anyone talk about the fact that so this law requires a driver's license or a free state ID number. Um, I think or social security, yeah, card, social right? you can give to. Yeah. 97% of registered voters already have one of those two things. Yeah, I believe it. So what the hell is the big deal about that? That's why it's like, how much of this is manufactured in terms of the reaction? Yeah. And how much is like, are are people really, do people really have an issue with this? I think it's tremendously manufactured. I think the thing that gives it the worst optics for me is for the first time ever, Georgia lost the presidential election and the Senate seats. Right. Right. That's why. And then suddenly they care about these rules. Yeah. That's why I say I think it was done in bad faith. Like, I, I don't, you know, I'm, I'm sort of indifferent. I don't think a lot of these laws are, like, egregious. Um, yeah. But they're certainly not Jim Crow-esque, as, <laughs> no, our, uh, as our commander-in-chief um, labeled them as the new Jim Crow laws, which... But it's hard to sad. argue why they did it, right, as Jared just pointed out. Which, yeah. like, it's, I understand, it's not a but I think people need to go back and read their history and see that this is not the same as having separate water fountains and well, Jim, Jim, the other part of Jim Crow was literacy tests and things. I know like poll that. taxes, stuff like that. I get that, but like which, it's which suppressed. Nowhere, that's what he was referring to. Sure. But there's a lot of ways. There's a lot of ways you could have phrased that. And oh, he, they're, they're, he, they're fueling the culture ex- war. I agree. Exactly. With you. I don't think this is as bad as Jim Crow. Either. No, no. And, and I think any rational person would tell you the same thing. But, but he, he chose his words. He chose his words very carefully there, and yeah. knew exactly what to say. And you're right. This isn't like a literacy test. And it's actually it's it's funny you say that, Jared, because when I introduce the Jim Crow era, what I do with my students is I give them a Louisiana literacy test from 1960. It's the most fucking hysterical thing. Is it hard? It, it's impossible. It's impossible. <laughs> it, it's it's literally. It's it's like third. I'll have to show you guys one time. It's like thirty the questions. Ne- next episode, we got to do that. Okay. All right. Perfect. That actually would be awesome. Because, yeah, the the Louisiana literacy test from fucking nineteen sixty. Not that not, long ago. Not long no. ago. No. No. And it, it's I I won't I won't give anything away from it because we can we can okay. do that next time because that'll, that'll actually be fun. But um, the the, the kids are because lo- I, I just say hey pop quiz. And they're like moaning groans. I don't really give pop quizzes, but I give them that. I don't give them any directions at all. I just say you have five minutes. And if you get one wrong, you're out. Like you, you fail. They're <laughs> like, 100. 100 so or fail. 
some of them are like, huh? And then they, they freak out. We go over it and we just kind of, and it's, it's a perfect intro to like, these are the oh, kind yeah. of laws that were made, you know, in order to suppress voting. But yeah, that would be uh, that's our teaser Louisiana yeah. literacy test. So is there a specific thing, Mo, that, you know, you can kind of hang your hat on and say that you disagree with here or strongly oppose? No, no, not with the bill. I think we're on the same page. I think the other interesting part of it is what do you guys think of MLB's reaction and literally canceling the All-Star game from one of the biggest baseball cities in America. I mean, the Atlanta Braves were baseball in America for decades because they're owned by Ted Turner, who owns TBS. So every channel in America, every state in America – had access to the Braves growing up when they were great in the 90s. So, like, to take the team away from the Braves or the game away from the Braves in the city of Atlanta because of this bill, what do you guys think of that? Well, let, let's start here. I want to play the clip of Biden on ESPN that, you know, I think it was maybe like a day or two before they made the decision to pull out. Okay. Um, and some were, did you guys see this? I think you saw this, right? Maybe bits and pieces of yeah, it. Yeah, I, okay. I didn't see the whole clip. So this is Sage Steele with, with Joe Biden uh, in an ESPN interview. Sports and politics cross paths sometimes. That's exactly what happened last week in Major League Baseball. Tony Clark is the executive director of the Major League Baseball Players Association. He said he would, quote, look forward to discussing moving the All-Star game out of Atlanta because Georgia Governor Brian Kemp signed into law a bill passed by the Republican-led state legislature to overhaul how its state elections are run. So, Mr. President, what do you think about the possibility that baseball decides to move their all-star game out of Atlanta because of this political issue? I think today's professional athletes are acting incredibly responsibly. I would strongly support them doing that. People look to them, they're leaders. Look at what's happened with the NBA as well. Look at what's happened across the board. The very people who are victimized the most are the people who are the leaders in these, in these various sports. And it's just not right. This is Jim Crow on steroids, what they're doing in, in Georgia and 40 other states. Jim Crow on steroids. Not passing the law saying you cannot provide water or food for someone standing which is not true to vote can't do that come on come or on. you're going to close a polling place at five o'clock when working people just get off That's also not true working folks in- <laughs> that wasn't in there either I grew up oh. from being in <laughs> if they do decide to move the major league baseball all-star game it won't be the first time in professional sports they moved the 2017 uh nba all-star game out of so that you know obviously Strong support. There wasn't, you know, no ifs, ands, or, or buts about it. He said he strongly supports it. Um, so, yeah. We'll st- uh, let's start with Jared. What what do, you, what do you think about it? About that press conference or MLB's no, decision no, about, in general? No, about their decision to, to move and about at, you know, at, everything that led up to it in terms of the corporation and whatnot. When I just read the headlines, I was understanding, and, and I would say – I don't know if I'd say supportive of the decision, but I was like, all right, I, I get it. But after actually looking into what was in the bill, I just see it as more like political theater. It's just like we can't take what either side is saying at face value 
at all. So we just heard what Biden said. McConnell's comments were, we need to get corporate America out of politics because yeah, MLB. It's like you can't take either of these parties at face value at all because they're just totally lying to fuel this culture. They're war. so hypocritical. It's hard to even wrap your head around. It's impossible to wrap your head around, dude. It's impossible. It's, it's like trying to have a debate with a mentally deranged person who can't remember wh- what story they're trying to tell. And they keep changing the story every other sentence. So, I mean, now that I know the details, um, I think it's a bunch of political theater piggybacking and trying to follow the BLM movement of last year. Um, it's kind of in the same vein as BLM movements of last year to actually move the all-star game. Adam. Yeah. I mean, it's not shocking in the slightest that like this actually happened. And I I was just thinking about this now, this may be a little out there, but like baseball has, it seems that they've done everything wrong when terms of like growing their brand and, you know, expanding it to people that normally wouldn't watch or whatever. This would have been, a bad PR decision to stand up and against the, 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 the chance and the, uh, you know, and the push to get this game moved. Like it would have been bad. It would have been bad for their league if they had said, you know what, we're not moving. We understand that not everyone agrees with the new laws, but we are scheduled to be here. We're going to stay here. That would have been a terrible PR move on their part for, I guess the majority of, you know, people who are like so ingrained in the media and all, so it doesn't shock me at all that they decided to do it. Um, but it's disappointing. It's just, it's, it's, it, we see this time and time again. Cause again, imagine if they didn't move, what, what is the MLB going to be labeled as by, by the Wokies? Racist, bigots, yeah. sec, everything. Yeah. Like, and, and as soon as they put if, them in the by spotlight, the president kind of, of the United lose. States, right, by the president. Yeah. Literally. I mean, how can you possibly go against the president at that point? Um, especially when, when the majority of, of the public, is, you know, for the most part, like on his side and, and would be very anti-Trump and, and everything. Like if this was Trump saying, hey, don't move the game or move the game, they would do the exact opposite, most likely. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm not surprised. It's it's just disappointing, mm. but it's kind yeah. of the way things go. Yeah, I think the, the, the way they, sh- you know, in my eyes, like it, it would be hard to your point, Adam, because I, I don't think there was any easy way out for them aside from doing what they did. But... Like, you know, I, I, of course, you know, you see the Twitter reactions and stuff like that. And so you get some different perspectives. And I think they could have said, hey, we're, we're keep, we don't support this bill. We strongly condemn it. We're keeping the game here because we want to support minority owned businesses in Atlanta um, and not punish them because of what the state officials did. Because I did see like um, Atlanta is like something like 54% African-American. Denver's nine. And like we, you know, <laughs> yeah. I, I think yeah. this year maybe would have been different in terms of the revenue that a, a city would see from having a game like that come in to town. But it's still significant. And you're ripping sure. that away from that city. Because why? Because something that they had no control over. Right. That, that's that's why I, I think it again, like I, I, I totally think that the Republicans, you know, passing this bill is in bad faith. You know, I think 
them deciding to move the game is totally in, in bad faith, in my opinion, too, just because it, it's affecting people that don't deserve to be affected. Right. Um, it's just, and I, it's and I just do think snowballed it's political into a theater. huge story. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. And, and to your point, Ty, imagine all those small businesses around that area that like, obviously, I mean, these, these all-star games and, and, um, locations it's like that the they're Super being Bowl. held in. Right. Yeah. I mean, well, yeah, it's, it's, it's in terms of know, drawing a crowd. It's like right. the Super Bowl. It's planned in advance. Event. I mean, I would yeah. imagine that a lot of these businesses were like, Hey, you know what? Times have been tough. Not to say that like this one weekend or all-star week would save a business, but like, at least it's like a light at the end of the tunnel for a lot of these people, like leading up into the, like the summer months and all that. And then just to have that ripped away just like that. Like I, I can, I can only imagine how some of those businesses must feel about all that revenue they would have made is now going West. So kind of I do close. think you're right, Adam, though. They kind of got stuck in a lose, lose mm. as soon as the caught, like the idea of them relocating was brought up. Oh, absolutely. Like they, they were fucked. They were and again, totally fucked. As soon as, as soon as Biden says Jim Crow, if the MLB stands their ground, how is that going to be spun? That they they support Jim Crow, they they support those kinds of voter suppression laws or whatever. You know, there's any number of ways that the liberal media would spin yeah. that shit. So I don't know how yeah. they couldn't have moved it. At that I think point. it's so fucked up that he made that comparison because he mentions <laughs> even during that that statement that he made that like four, 35 or 40 other states have the same laws. Exactly. So you're yeah. telling me, Mr. President, that four out of five states in our country have Jim Crow-esque voting laws. According to what the Democrats want, that's how they're going to position a dude because they want you to be auto-registered ballot in your hand without asking for it. So to them, right. this is, they're going to project it as Jim Crow era. I think that's just so terrible. Smart. It's smart on their part, but it's that's really like like you said, it's very disheartening that they would have that he would have to stoop to that level just to gain this that support. Fuel in the culture war. Like not this, that he next... not that he I was gonna say not not that he wouldn't have had the support anyway if he didn't use that term. And I know I keep yeah. harping on that one thing, but that's that's a pretty bold statement to to make, especially that's being president. Bold. Yeah. <laughs> have we heard an opinion from any black leadership? I know you said Stacey Abrams was kind of like had said some good, some bad. What about like Killer Mike and some of those other like big black culture people who are into politics? Because I feel like this is know. kind of another example of a bunch of white people telling oh, minorities totally. how they should feel. <laughs> totally. <laughs> like with the Redskins and everything so else. Right. It's like, all right, like Adam Silver is white as can be makes this decision. Biden saying this, like, where's Kamala? We have a fucking black vice president. Why isn't she on that press conference saying this is not okay? Right. Yeah, that's, that's true. She's that's useless. She's, she's more useless than demented Joe. <laughs> what do you, uh, just... I, I saw a, uh, a, a poll. Um, they, they put a poll out to respondents that asked whether they supported, um, the MLB's decision to take the all-star game out of Atlanta. Um, among all us adults, what do you, what do you think? Uh, percentage wise, we've got, well, it'll be too hard to ask you. So, <laughs> yeah, just, just give a, give us numbers. 25% of U.S. adults strongly support. 20% strongly oppose. There's a big chunk that kind of have like a no opinion, 32%. Um, and then there's a couple, you know, percentage points on, on the somewhat support, somewhat oppose. Um, so among avid MLB middle. fans, 
45% strongly support it. I thought that was kind of surprising. Hmm. That is interesting. Hmm. Yeah. Democrats, 45% strongly support. That's not shocking. Republicans, 46% strongly oppose. So mirror images, like it's just polar opposites. Yeah, yeah. No matter what it is, it's always polar opposites. Yep. Crazy. Hey, su- super random topic. Um, maybe we won't get into the details today, maybe to next week, but have you guys been following the crazy story about Johnson's Pond and the people who bought the dam extorting the town? Yeah, I told yeah, you. Yeah, we, we, we talked. Did we, did we not talk about that? Or maybe, maybe it was off air. I think that was an off air conversation. Yeah, I don't remember, dude. Like yeah. the, the curves of this story, like continuing to go on as summer gets closer is insane. Like this could be a fucking podcast. It could be a movie about like these scumbags and what they're doing. Sounds like a precursor to like a season of Ozark. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> these fucking rednecks thought they had a million dollar idea and they have the entire town of Coventry hates them now. I mean, they could do whatever they want with that thing, dude. Like, there's well, nothing the, the that DEM, says they can't. The DEM ruled today that they have to raise the water levels back up because oh, they, they they were like saying it's due to safety reasons. They were which were totally lying. And the DEM inspected everything and said there is no safety risk that would make you have to lower the water. You have to raise the water back up. Wow. Yeah, yeah but they, they, were, I mean, they, they own holding. the land. Couldn't they just drain the pond and fucking build so they, houses? Well, they, they own the, they they own own the, the dam. Land. They own the dam. They, Right? They tried this stupid fucking get rich quick scheme where they like read a paper from like the 1700s saying if you own the dam, all the water that flows through that dam, like you own. It would be like the space between the road and your car like that. I don't even know how the guy explained <laughs> it, but like it makes no sense. I was they don't looking own forward to land. seeing where you're going with that. <laughs> they, they don't own the land, but they own the water on the land. At least they so think who owns they the land? The town of Coventry. The town, I think. town, I think. Yeah. yeah. Which you would think would incorporate the water too. Oh, yeah. I don't know. That that was very bizarre to me. That the whole situation. But that's good that the DEM kind of somewhat shut that Did down. Did you guys see any pictures or videos of like the guy who's fighting the town? No, but no. I can I can imagine they look like they're from Duck Dynasty. Dude, literally from Duck Dynasty. <laughs> there was like a uh, interview on that Coventry Facebook group where the guy who runs the group interviewed him and like asked him, like he did a very unbiased Q and a interview. And this guy was just like mumbling over his words, camo hat, like literally duck dynasty as dumb as rocks. <laughs> like, dude, you really think you're about to outsmart like the DEM and Coventry and probably like the richest people in Coventry who all live on the pond and like, will right. find a way to sue you and right. stuff like that. Just crazy story. Crazy. Well, why don't you do some PI work and get back to us? <laughs> Pull a Kirk oh. Minahan and uh, yeah. start a podcast about it. Yeah. Most of them rush with binoculars. <laughs> Taking out the dam. <laughs> the dam's still flowing. The dam is still flowing. I can't see any, any safety issues. <laughs> did you guys listen to the first episode of the um, Kirk Minahan crime podcast? I did. No, you think? not yet. It was good. Yeah. But yeah, I thought it was, it was surely teed up as an interesting story. Um, yeah. I don't I know mean, if it compares not, to cold. No, fuck no. Yeah. Where are you? So, God. I was going to say, it's just interesting that it happened like so close to us. Yeah. And it's like a local New England thing. Yeah. I mean, I, I hope 
it it's exciting and stuff like that. I mean, obviously the episode one is just kind of laying the groundwork and whatnot, but I hope it does well just because I love Kirky. But yeah, it doesn't yeah. touch doesn't touch cold with a ten foot pole. Honestly, no. it's not going to touch that other podcast I sent you guys with a ten foot pole. That was actually the first one I listened to, and it was like literally mind blowing. Um, those two are, are probably my favorite. So, what do you? I'm, you're not going to give away anything for Adam because I want we want him to finish it. But overall I, thoughts. Well, Adam, how far are you? So I just started episode nine, and the okay, and the last episode ended with um, one of the detectives like interviewing his son Charlie, and was pretty much saying like, "Oh yeah, mommy's." Um, in the North pole and she'll come back when the weather gets nice. And, um, it just like, like these kids are like, so coached up at this point in the the story to like, no matter what questions come their way, they have a response because you know, that, uh, psycho has uh, been, what's the guy's name? Josh Josh. Powell. Josh. Ooh, I I gotta Google picture. That was one of the first things I did. He totally looks like a fucking killer. I, I pictured him as a total creep. Yeah, he looks like a total dweeb. But, I mean, it's very... I mean, God, I didn't realize how long... I was thinking, like, probably, like, six or seven episodes. I can... I look, it's like... There's, like, 20. Like, yeah, in, that's in, why in, I gave up after 14. In, in, well, aren't you almost done? Yeah, and then I just haven't listened to it. Well, I got six episodes left, I think, or four episodes Yeah, but left. there's like a bunch of like bonus, like all well, the bonus ones right. I've never listened to. And- That's what I was going to say, Ty. Like, I think there's like three or four bonus. So you're all, you're like two episodes away probably, Mo. But well, what yeah. was Josh Powell's dad's name? Just I thought it was Bill Josh Powell's dad. Is it Steve? I don't know. But anyway, I, I don't I didn't know. Oh, my God. This guy looks like a creep, too. Steve Powell. It is Steve. I got it. Um, Jesus. Yeah, is it any wonder fucking that guy was so effed up? Dude, his dad what made Josh look like a saint. Not with the <laughs> like the murder thing, obviously, but like as crazy as he was. Dude, was yeah, I just, mean, just, just wait at him. It gets even crazier with the dad. Well, I was gonna say if I mean because you guys wanted to discuss it, I don't really care. You guys can talk about it. I'll still probably listen, but well mo- I mean, most of the details they say in the first episode of like what happens to the kids and all that, right? Well they yeah, more or less. So like, it's, I guess just like, yeah, filling in the filling in the stuff in the middle, I guess. Um, yeah, I, it, it has been pretty wild. I've never really gotten to the uh, like the the murder crime podcast Same here until this one. Um, and I think whatever the guy's name is that does it, he does a really does good job. Awesome job. Yeah. The narrator. What is his name? I don't know. Dave Colley, I think. Yeah, okay. it is Dave Colley. Um, yeah. Try to yeah, look it up. Yeah. He doesn't do any other ones. Uh, t- tough, tough question. Do you think Josh did it? Um, <laughs> can I answer next episode? <laughs> of course he fucking did it. So fucked up, man. I thought Dude, for sure insane. they were going to find something in the desert. I was kind of bummed out. They didn't really find anything. Yeah. When they were looking through the mines and everything. I just remember. I don't, I don't remember how long ago it was that I listened to that, but. I just remember being like fucking addicted. I was like, holy shit. But that's exactly on, how I was on the for, next a, episode. for a week after you told me about yeah. it. I was listening to it every down second I had. This is like getting to me. Just literally to listen about murder 24-7. Right. Yeah, like when, when you first sent it to us, Ty, I think I was like in just starting episode two and Emma and I were driving somewhere and she heard us like, oh, what's this? Like, oh, Ty sent it to us. It's 
called Cole. It's about this. He's like, and she didn't like seem interested at first. And like a few days later, I said, oh, I'm on episode three now. It's like, oh, I'm on a, I'm on a, wow, I can't talk. I'm on episode 10. And I was like, after three days, like Jesus Christ. So yeah, she, she blew through it and she loved it. So I'm, I don't know, I guess I'm too, sp- I'm spread out too thin with podcasts right now. I wish I can just kind of just bang it Why? out. Why? What else are you listening to? PMT, which is my morning coffee, pretty, pretty much. I got a Panthers podcast. Instead of coffee, you just a get Panthers PMT, just gets you wired up. Yeah, oh I get, I get my Panthers news. Christ. What they, th- what they yeah. think of the Sam Darnold trade? Um, I don't know. It's it's not it's it's not moving the needle for me that much. No, I mean, not what you think. What do they think? Do they like it? Oh, well, my my podcast hasn't reported on it yet, so I'm still waiting okay. for that. But I don't know. It's been I've been I've heard like it's been very polarizing takes. It's either like, oh, this is a good move on the Panthers' part. Let's see what you got. He's not even 24 yet. And then the other part is that this guy, if if he had something, he would have shown it already. You know, so it's I haven't really seen many takes in the middle, but I'm cool with yeah. it. Why not? We're, we're we're not we're not making the fucking playoffs next year, most likely. So let, let's see what we got in him. I'm done so, with Teddy. No so, more Teddy. On the topic of cold, I want to ask you guys off the record. All right, do you, stop stop do recording. You, <laughs> do you think like you could get away with murder? knowing like kind of what Josh did. And then obviously like Adam doesn't know all the details yet, but get away with murder to the point where like they never find the body like he did. I mean, out here, maybe I think in Rhode Island, it'd be pretty different. I think geography is a big factor for sure. Like literally he just drove to like the end of the earth pretty much. Like, you know, it was out in the middle of, fucking nowhere like i think he gets to the middle of nowhere pretty no quick. idea where the body yeah. is right I, I don't remember i honestly don't i, I know like I, I don't think it ends with them finding the body i'm pretty sure oh thanks i guess i <laughs> right. finish now <laughs> that's fine no yeah like but to your point Ty, i think they said that i think it was like third or fourth episode somewhere around there where there was this like unaccounted time like almost like 48 hours worth of, of time that he had driven like somewhere around like 600 yeah. miles right, or 800 miles or something like that in his fucking murder van full of all his fucking tools and shit. Um, so yeah, that, that right. Like you couldn't, you couldn't fucking do that around here. I mean, maybe like up in, you have to drive all the way North up 95 to get like to Maine and like near yeah. Canada and shit. But yeah, it's a lot. Har- I would say it's a lot harder to do that out here than it would be near like a desert or. Um, yeah, I mean, know, you'd have to be mountains. like really smart about, you know, like not making sure all the phones are out and, you know, that no yeah, one can track very you. well thought out. And, and that's the thing. This guy, I mean, as far as I know so far, I mean, it's only been nine episodes, but he's covered his tracks pretty damn well. Yeah. I know, like, for being such a fucking idiot. Such a well, freak. idiot, yes, but I mean, I guess he's not as dumb as we're thinking. I mean, I don't know. I I, I feel like he's done his re- he clearly has done his research. Yeah. He he keep they keep referencing like, oh yeah, like uh, they were talking about some other murder case, and he kept saying, oh, I can't believe they did this. I would have done this, and like big red flag right there. Um, but yeah, I mean, this guy's no dummy. I mean, he looks like a dummy, but I mean, if, if he was that dumb, I'm sure they would have figured it out by now. Um, Imagine assuming- being in a relationship so bad that you kill your fucking wife and drive with your kids as driver to the end of the earth. 
Dude, and, and, and not even. Well, I was just saying, like, well, like yeah, the kids I mean, that's are... a whole other aspect of it. I mean, yeah. Yeah, saying, I wasn't though? even going to say that. I was going to say not just the fact that he killed her, the fact that she knew it was coming. Yeah. Yeah, because she, right? she made that your video. Your relationship is so bad that you literally are planning on your husband killing you, and you still don't do anything to get out of the situation. And she even, like, told, like, a friend or whatever that if I go missing, right, he did it, like, right yeah. away. Yeah. <laughs> so. And, and what a piece of shit he was, dude. Taking her credit cards, making, oh, he was continuing awful. to go bankrupt, spending all of her money, and, like, yeah. not letting her buy food. Then he would go buy, like, a fucking welding machine. Like, <laughs> all his what fucking a tools. scumbag. He's got a fucking Home Depot in his trunk. Um, right. Which is what made that was like starting to think. I wonder if these tools are going to come into play here. Um, not that I've heard anything yet, but it also shows. And, and I don't teach law or anything like that, but like we cover different parts of it just because of like you know bill of rights shit and stuff. But it's in it. I I didn't I didn't realize that even when someone looks and, and this shows I guess our legal system, it looks so obvious that this guy did it. There's so many hints and clues. But without like hardcore evidence, yeah, a, a, most juries and judges won't even, or I shouldn't say juries, most judges won't even entertain it without like hardcore. No, it, it's, it's not worth it, the time of a court case to do no, what he said, she said. Not at all. And like he gives so many hints, like, and then like the cell phone, when, when they find the cell phone in the glove compartment and there's like blood on it or whatever. So obvious. And and that that's still and that that Ellis whatever his name is um is like yeah like it's just not enough like I know this guy did it but I don't have enough and they get they go to the point yeah. where you know they they why they were wiring um his sister to like get him to confess something and of course he just was like stone cold denial 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 and uh, until there's a body like I'm assuming he's still a free man they I will you, since you said it Mo I don't they haven't found the body I'm just gonna assume that he's still out there with his kids or doing whatever the hell he's doing. Cause that was like what? 2009, 2010. Not that long ago. Yeah. yeah. Not long ago at all. So it, I mean, it, it just, it's, it was a reminder okay. of how, how hard it is, even with all the legal, you know, uh, even with all the uh, components of the legal system that can help officers and, and everything like that. They think of like the Patriot act and all this other thing, all these other things. Um, it's still extremely hard to convict somebody without like actual, like physical evidence. You can't just go by hearsay and yep. circumstantial shit. So it's, it's pretty wild how hard it is for it. I think even in the last like 12 years though, just the, with technology massive increase in technology surveillance, you know, just, all right. that. Yeah. I mean, there right. are cameras like everywhere. I, yeah. I read an article the other day that Brown's campus over the last, like, six or seven years has gone from like 12 cameras to 2,400 in Providence. There's like a camera everywhere. Seems a little overkill. No, but um, yeah, like, so speaking of like the court system, I look at the Casey Anthony trial. Do you guys remember when that happened? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I do. Like, dude, that was as clear as day. She murdered those kids or that kid. I don't remember if it was one or two. It was, and she, and she got off because there was not and what's the saying? Reasonable beyond doubt. A reasonable doubt. Yeah, beyond you know? a reasonable doubt. All 12 of those jurors, it has to be unanimous. So if and you 1% believe she could have not done it, they get off. Yeah, if there's 11, I mean, there's 12 you would, jurors, one would argue one, that's not, that's like beyond reasonable that's a, doubt, 99%. 
You'd have so to what's like re- be what's 70, reasonable? 30, you know, okay. 75, fair, fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, reasonable. That doesn't mean like I'm 100% sure. Just like it really seems like this person did it. And but in the end, I mean, like if there's one one person on the jury that that isn't backing it, then you get a hung jury and then they have to go through the whole fucking process again. And there's a chance yeah. that certain things aren't going to hit the same way with the next jury. And it, it, it's it's insane. It's a nightmare. Yeah. But what kills me in every one of these friggin' crime shows and podcasts, why do the people who commit the crimes agree to talk to the police? Like, the first thing you should do is if the police are questioning you about a crime you committed is not answer and ask for your lawyer. Like, these guys give away so much information. Like, I think the worst one, obviously, was that uh, crime show we watched, like, last year when COVID happened, mm-hmm. where the guy killed his wife and kids and, like, yep. threw them in the tub. And he oh, sold himself down the down the river. Like, if, it- if he would have gone in the room and just said, lawyer, and not answered a question... They wouldn't have gotten any of that information they got. Well, I think they talked about it on that show specifically. They said, like, these guys just think that they can outsmart everybody. Right. And police do this for a living. They're playing them like a fiddle with, like, playing with their emotions. Good cop, bad cop. Like, it's so obvious to us. But, like, yeah, how do these people are just so dumb? Yeah. And I'd like to Ty's point, it, who what who looks more guilty, someone who goes into hiding or someone that's saying, yeah, I'll answer questions. Sure, I'll come in when you want me to come in. So I, I think. But to, to your Ty's point, point look, looking guilty doesn't matter. It's is there evidence. Tr- hey, oh, if yeah. I ever commit a crime, first thing I'm saying is give me my lawyer. <laughs> Until he gets in there and they sweet talk. And he's, All right, I'll answer a few questions. <laughs> well, do, like, we'll think like when they brought Josh in, he was in there for like eight hours and yeah. they the tried to hold like, as long as they possibly as could. Long, and they're like, Hey, we're going to let you go. We're going to let you go. And then they bring another guy in. And then the next guy asks like kind of like the same questions and it kind of worked for a time, you know, it does it, work. Yeah. It does work eventually. Or, you know, I like get it worked to an extent. I like obviously they, he ended up leaving anyway. And then he was like, Oh yeah, I'll take the lie detector test or whatever. And never did it and stuff like that. So, I mean, I, it's very interesting. I'm certainly going to be uh, keeping an eye out for more of those kinds of podcasts because um, you know, I'm definitely, definitely into it. I'm telling you, dude, don't waste any time. Listen to that up and vanished one that I sent. Oh, that I one, honestly, like I'll cue, it, cue it up rivals cold. I'm not even Can kidding. You give us a teaser. It's uh, I ironically you? down in Georgia. That's where it takes place down in Georgia. Uh, nope, right. today's show. Um, yeah, racism. Jim Crow. Jim Crow. I don't think racism. <laughs> this involved. is a Jim Crow crime. <laughs> Must have been. But like I said, the the dude act like the dude that does the podcast actually like helps solve the case, which I didn't, was just fucking insane. It's funny, like Jared. What was that show that, that's on HBO? I mean, Ty, you probably saw it too. I haven't seen it yet, but the uh, it was like a case of this this like Middle Eastern kid that was accused of something, and then someone did a true crime podcast, and then they ended up like. Oh yeah, the guy from Serial. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. So like, yeah. I feel like that. Um, Anon, Anon, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah, Adnan, yeah, yeah. And um, I don't know. I mean, I, I I can't say for certain that this wasn't a movement already, but it seems like things like that when people see that, like, oh my god, like any Joe schmo, if they do enough research and have enough time in their hands, they can maybe, you know, break a case wide open and you know and uh, absolve a an innocent person of of a accusation of that of that magnitude. So, I mean, and that's the other thing I was thinking too, 
how much fucking time does this guy have? I mean, kudos to him. He does a great job. It's but his, must have been his full time job. At the time. I would oh, I would imagine. Yeah. I would imagine yeah. like Jesus Christ, all the like the amount of recordings and the research. And he was going to a lot of the locations that the police were searching through, like in those mines. And that was um, fucking insane. Oh yeah. Like all the interviews and shit. Like I'm thinking this guy can't do anything else other than this. So, yeah. I mean, he, he went full, full tilt on it. And um, yeah, I mean, he, he, he got his podcast job. back. So he had time to do it. That's what he I was took, just going to ask. Like weeks Did off he? at a time. Yeah. Cause he, he was constantly like, traveling. cause he was traveling all over the place. Yeah. Crazy. So, I'll, I'll check that out. I mean, I'm sure it'd be pretty interesting to like, go down that rabbit hole, but I could totally see how it just becomes obsessive and you like, oh, yeah. it takes over your life. Well, what's the other HBO show with, uh, that actor's but, wife. Patton Oswald. Yeah. Wife. That's another yeah, thing. Exactly. She fucking you, lost her mind going, going through that. And then thankfully the case was solved because of her work, but like she'll, she'll, she'll never see the, the rewards of it. So yeah, yeah it's, it's pretty, pretty wild. Um, so you know how last right. ep- what else la- do we have on the list? Well, so last episode we talked was it last episode we talked about the whole vaccine, uh, like how they're fucked up and profiting off their IP. Yeah, yeah, that I think that lot. was. Yep. So I saw another uh you know, like what I would consider business to be t- taking full advantage of the uh state we're in with the pandemic. Have you guys heard of the Well Health Safety Seal? No. So it is a nope. seal for businesses that they can put in their window to advise the public that they've taken all these measures for COVID. It is for a small business like $2700 to get your Well Health Safety Jesus. Seal. <laughs> the standard offering is 4200 high volume multi-use. 12 grand um so pretty pretty expensive listen to this like propaganda and these are all celebrities that we're hearing if you want to get back to your favorite places and feel confident they have put your health and safety first look for the well health safety seal look for the well health safety seal look for the well health safety seal i'm dr richard carmona the 17th surgeon general of the united states of america this is the Well Health Safety Seal from the International Well Building Institute, the global authority on healthy buildings. The Well Health Safety Rating was informed by years of research and input from hundreds of leading virologists, public health experts, epidemiologists, and building professionals around the world. You'll see it at schools, offices, banks, childcare centers, all the places we go. The Well Health Safety Seal means that we'll feel better going into restaurants, theaters, stores, hotels, stadiums, and all the places that we love. Everything may look the same, but the Well Health Safety Shield means that your health and safety are top of mind when it comes to cleaning and sanitizing procedures, air and water quality, (laughs) emergency preparedness programs, and health services. So look for the Well Health Safety Seal outside and feel more confident going inside. Uh, dude, how? What was fun? that? What was that on, dude? What do you mean? Like, where did you find that? Was, was that, that online, commercials or... and stuff? No, it's on Twitter. 
Jesus. My, my favorite part of that was that I'm paraphrasing it, but it's like everything will look the same. Like nothing's been done pretty much <laughs> except that stick. Everything gonna... is different. <laughs> I mean, how Don't much of a fucking scam you. is that, dude? Total money grab. Total money grab. Surgeon generals to come on and tell you that basically like only go to businesses that have that paid us to have this seal so you can <laughs> feel safe after you've been vaccinated for the virus. Yeah, that, that's they must have just paid advantage. all those actors and, and of doctors. course. Yeah, of course. I thought that was fucked up. I was like, yeah, that, that these is fucking super, people just taking so I mean, do you much guys ever advantage of like the, the paranoia? Yeah, and the fear. Absolutely. Did you guys ever see like the commercials? Not that we're ever like watching cable TV during the day, but the commercials that are on when only old people are watching TV, <laughs> one out of every four is predatory. Yeah, it's just oh, like no question. Whole, yeah. No question. It's like Medicare not covering your full medical bills? Call <laughs> us. We'll help reduce those medical bills with a supplemental health insurance plan like just total scams i think mo might be doing voiceover work for those yeah right that was pretty good you had that down was that good yeah I i've seen it. that one quite a bit i thought about buying it Where, when are you when <laughs> are you watching tv that middle. you're getting all these old people ads what are you watching you watching fox news i don't know i don't i don't remember the last time maybe like i saw them um when i was at jill and dan's like pet sitting because they have cable and i was like watching cable i guess just like on in the background I don't, I don't have cable, so I definitely don't see it at my house. Yeah. I don't think they advertise those on YouTube. Not quite the same demographic. They, well, they probably well, invest a, a shit ton into Sean Hannity. <laughs> I would think so. Yeah, exactly. T- Ty and I can attest to this with whenever we, uh, you know, whenever we've been over gran- our, our, our grandpa's at max volume, Fox News is on, and it's all those kinds of commercials that you see. Like, and like every other commercial is like some old dude that tells you to buy gold. Like I, I always never, do. Buy always. Gold. I buy never, gold. I've never seen that on any other network, not CNN, not anything else. Cause obviously they're catering to like the geezers out there. Like, Oh, I mean, I could buy some gold or, or whatever, but little, every other commercial is fucking gold. Like you just know what I love? gold. The commemorative, the commemorative coins. Like that's, that's vivid <laughs> oh, yeah. in my head. Of, like are, yeah. all the commemorative coins, a, like collectors of this shit. And it'd just be the coin just slowly rotating. Showing you every detail for ten easy payments of forty nine ninety nine. You can that, hold that's this the best coin. part. The ten easy payments. You could you could be forty nine bucks for a gold coin. Wow! <laughs> I gotta get on the horn. Weird. You can get this the, commemorative the only... coin that you cannot use ever, and you can put on a mantle somewhere for a hundred and fifty dollars. The, the only um, infomercial like I ever even considered buying because I loved infomercials as a kid was the, was the Ron Bo Peep um, rotisserie. Remember the rotisserie set it and forget it? No. No, I don't remember that. What? That was I like remember like I remember like ShamWow and like stuff. I remember no, the, OxyClean. That's it. Oh, OxyClean. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dude, th- this, this wasn't just like a quick commercial. This was like an hour-long special televised yeah, multiple times mean. a day of them just showing all the things you could make in this You'd rotisserie. You'd be like, am I watching a show right now? And then it's like, call now to reserve your rotisserie. <laughs> Wait, what? That was an ad? 
so so like one point my dad was watching it and i don't know why we watched this over and over again <laughs> but my dad was watching he's like that looks pretty damn awesome i'm gonna call and buy one because at the time you literally would call and order over the phone oh yeah yeah so it was like three easy payments of 33 33 and he calls he's like yeah and it's also 89.99 and shipping and handling or like something absurd yeah, like that sure yeah. of course but, but how many people do you think they get with shit like that i'm like qvc think qvc Dude, no. is an entire network dedicated cash. to people just impulse buys of things they do not need our dude, grandmother used to buy. Oh, oh, you took the yeah. words right out of my mouth, dude. I was to, just going to say that. Like with QV, QVC. Oh, absolutely. Like no she'd way. Be over, oh, yeah. She like, for example, she'd be over like at, over my house or whatever. Um, and I would walk, just sit in the living room. Like I get back from school because I think she was watching Noah or whatever. And she's got the phone out and she's got the QVC on as like a, <laughs> as, like, a, a pink dress or like a coat. And she's like, you know, takes grandpa's credit cards, fucking swipes it. It's <laughs> <laughs> like buying all these. I mean, her closet must have been massive and full of so many clothes that were from just just from calling in and like, you know, whatever the process Probably is. 90 percent of them never worn just impulse buys yeah, from a TV show. Exactly. Like how we yeah. buy online now, which is like the Amazon yeah. uh, of that, our that's time. That's exactly what it was. Yeah. But Amazon's fucking great with free two day shipping and one yes. click. And uh, subpar working working conditions. In general, yeah, where, do you, where do you want to go to next, Mo? If you're okay with peeing in a bottle and pooping in a bag, it's a great place to work. <laughs> All right, Mo, where are we going? I'm still driving. Yes, you're, my yeah, God. It's your episode. Do something, please, for once. <laughs> Let's talk. Well, that might as well talk about Amazon working conditions. That was All one right. of the topics, right? It was. Teach me. T is up there. Teach. So, um, everyone's favorite, uh, company has been in the news quite a bit lately. We may have touched on it at times, and I know that the Hill has been rising, has been covering it extensively. Um, but I think Crystal is going to be outside in a pitchfork. (laughs) Seriously. Um, yeah. So a lot has been, um, a lot of the dirty laundry of Amazon's warehouse and working conditions have been on full display in the last few months um, to no one's surprise. I mean, anyone who's driven by any of these fact, like these, I say factory warehouses, they're, they're massive. They're absolutely they're massive. They're, they're huge. They're, they're literally cities. I think the closest one is like somewhere in mass. I don't think there's one in it's fall river. Oh, it's fall yeah, river. Okay. Fall river. Yeah. But anyway, like um, there've been a lot of things coming out of like specific warehouses. Like I've heard a lot from like New York's, like there's a New York one. There's obviously one, Alabama is another one. And all these stories from these workers about their like 10 to 12 hour shifts with like one or two 15 minute breaks where like, um, you know, by the time they get to the bathroom, it's been like 10 minutes because these warehouses are so fucking massive that they really can't get there in a reasonable amount of time. Um, if they're in the bathroom too long, uh, people are getting fired on the spot. You would and, be um, screwed, dude. If you were time yeah. for your poops, you'd be fired in a day. <laughs> exactly. I'd be done. I'd be absolutely done. I wouldn't last a minute there. Um, and it, it shows that, you know, and, and I think that the 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 thing that Amazon uses is saying, oh, well, these employees are paid like I think like the $15 minimum wage or whatever. Yeah. And saying it's more than the federal minimum wage is a way to like justify some of this. But it's gotten to the point now where, you know, there's been talk of like union 
like a union forming. Dude, or, not or not just talk. They're voting. They're voting on it. Vote. Yes. There was a vote. I don't. I'll have to look what happened. The vote was last week for the Alabama yeah. Union. I, I didn't see the outcome. Right. Um, but I actually stumbled upon some tweets from from Amazon workers, and I uh, I pinned down a few of them that uh, I'll just share with you guys. And again, it's a lot of the stuff that we've talked about it because it's been all over the news. But um, one of them is uh, this from Jew the jeweler jeweler at Earring Dealer. I guess works there. 10 hour shifts, one 30 minute lunch, two 15 minute breaks. Most of the break you spend walking to and back from the break room because the warehouse is huge. Um, there's another one. I should have uh, highlighted well, hold these. On. I, I mean, that's what we work 10 hours. I mean, we're not in a warehouse job, but we work 10 hour shifts with a one hour break. Yeah, yeah, I mean that, that that's that's pretty standard. I think their complaint is well, like, hey, you it give was us more a 15 of like a minute break. Yeah, it was more and of it like takes the us walk. 15 minutes to walk to the break room. Yeah, no, you're right, and, and you're right. It, Ten hours is not like the eye popping part. It's more of just like, you know, like a lunch break would normally start for most people when they, you know, get their lunch in their hands and they're ready to go. And and these people are being like, it's like a fucking stopwatch as soon as they stop. Yeah. It's like I, I thought of like when uh in the, in the office when Jim, when Dwight said he doesn't waste any work time. So Jim started timing him anytime he wasn't working. Yeah, that's exactly what it's like. <laughs> yeah. All right. Here, here's one. Okay. So Amazon wants you to pick 350 items an hour at a rate of seven seconds or less per item, or you will get written up. And apparently when they're written up, it's not like people writing them up. They have like an algorithm that like keeps track. They're tracked. Yeah, because they're tracked. Exactly. They're tracked throughout the workday. And it's not like a person that comes over and like has a talk with you, at least at least not until you're like legitimately fired. But there's like, you know, you just get like an alert that you've been written up by some algorithm. And uh, fuck, I had I had the uh, I had the bathroom one in here when someone was talking about shitting. Like shitting their pants. Going Damn it! The oh. <laughs> yeah, no, it's find it. Yeah, and, and obvi- I got I got to find it. But well, uh, let um, me ask you. Let me ask uh, you this, Jared, or and Adam. Um, would you be fine with having Amazon go to like a three to five day, three to seven day delivery window? Not have two days. I think we could. I think or? we could survive that. Yeah. I, I don't look that. at it that way. I would say I'd be fine with Amazon hiring more employees so employees don't have to pick 300 packages an hour at the sake of a little bit of their profitability and share price. What if they're like, there's no room for extra employees? Then build more distribution centers. But would, would you be pissed off if they said... I mean. I, I would not pay for Amazon Prime if it was five to seven day shippings and you can just buy shit anywhere. Yeah, so you're exactly. But your Amazon Prime would only be your Amazon video. You wouldn't have any like expedited shipping available. No, I, def- I definitely would not pay like the $110 a year for Amazon video. I'd never, ever use it. But do you still use Amazon? Yeah, but not for... I don't use it a ton now. Like I probably order something on Amazon once every other month. So like I don't use it a ton, but I would still use it probably the same. Like if it's something like I'm, it's not easily accessible at a store, like I need more protein, right? Like something I'd have to go to a specialty store for, like shit like that. I would still use it for. 
Do you think this this is going to spark like a larger movement among the workforce in, in general to try and unionize? I hope so. I don't. Th I don't know if they'll be successful because there's. I'm sure you guys saw it too. Like they talked about on Rising how there's not really any teeth to the laws that um, stop you from stopping unionization. So like they technically like say Alabama does unionize. They could close the distribution center and open up a new one across the street. Yeah. Just hire all new people. That's what happened Pretty to uh, Peterbilt. I went to the Peterbilt facility down here, and it used to be in Nashville. They tried to unionize. They said, all right, peace. We're moving to Texas. Yeah. Which, like, it's, it's super messed up because I do think blue-collar manual labor workers should totally be protected. Like, there's a reason there's electricians' unions and plumbers' unions and pipefitters' unions and carpenters' unions and all that. Like, those are the people that need protection. Right. Hey, I, I just found... I can't find the one where this guy talked about shitting his pants. <laughs> I, I, I was, I've been just Damn looking. it. I know. This one was interesting. They're like, you know, because we all know about Prime Week. Okay, they have those random, you know, yeah. Prime Weeks. It says, listen, Prime Week was hell. I went into work at 6.30 p.m. Then they told us at 12.30 a.m. we weren't leaving until 7 a.m. My knees literally locked up and I left. So, I mean, it, it's, I, I can imagine that, you know, and again, we're, I'm not, I'm not as much to bring it up because of the long shifts, but like the quality of treatment that, that these employees have are receiving is, is, is just super cruel. And I do feel bad. And I know a lot of them don't have many options and they kind of have to do this kind of work, but they can have like these demands and stuff like that, but also just kind of treat them more like human beings. I mean, it just seems it just seems like it's gotten way out of hand. And I mean, we'll see on the union thing. I mean, I, I hope I, I hope something works out there. But like like you said, Jared, um, it would be like it'd, it'd be the equivalent of you guys trying to unionize a starter. They, 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 they'd fire you in a, in a heartbeat it, it, and they have the power to do that. And so does Amazon. So you wonder how long they'll let something like this continue before they just like snatch it yeah. out, snatch out the hopes from everyone's hands. But, They're clearly yeah. threatened. You guys saw all like the full court press tweets of them going after people on Twitter, yeah, right? That was embarrassing, dude. Crazy, absolutely crazy. Amazon going like, after people on Twitter. Oh yes. yeah, they were oh. they were aggressive. Uh, Amazon executives were instructed by Jeff Bezos to like shit on Bernie Sanders and the left and all that. Like that's where those tweets like, came from about saying like we pay more than. Yeah, they said, like, if you believe that people are peeing in bottles, like, you're crazy. And like, then two you, days later, somebody like, leaked into... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> two days later, somebody leaked internal documents from meetings of executives saying we have a problem with people peeing in bottles on the distribution <laughs> center. <laughs> so then they had to come up with another story saying, sorry, we lied about people peeing in bottles. It's just a mess. I love to see, like, like the floor manager again, like, all right, guys, gather around now. There's been a little talk. There's been some discussion about all the... We're finding a lot of pee bottles everywhere. Now, we're not saying we're going to give you more time to use the bathroom, but could you please just not pee in the bottles and then just like, all right, continue on. Anywhere right, I found, else. I found the tweet. Yeah. That's good. This would be me. This would 100% be me. The amount of times I got talked to because apparently I was taking too long to go to the bathroom. Meanwhile, it's a mile hike to the bathroom. If you're lucky enough to make it uh, back without pissing yourself, which I did, 
says in parentheses, which I did, then you have to wait all for all the other people to do the same thing. It's yeah, I mean, it's it's pretty fucking. Then one wild. of the They're stories not- I saw. Uh, uh, one of the stories I saw was this lady complaining about how she hurt her knee and they're like, I don't care. Just keep working. I'm like you need to hit your, <laughs> your quota <laughs> for the hour. We got to make it. It was just making me realize like none of these people are in good health. They're people that you'd picture who make $15 an hour in Alabama, like older overweight, not take care of themselves. Like these people cannot handle the rigor of packing a package every seven seconds. And dude, they, did you guys see they refuse to put the heat on or the, the um, air conditioning on? They have air yeah, conditioning right. in the distribution center, but to save money, they don't put it on. So these people just sweat. Yeah. And, and I, mean, I know we kind of talked about it before, but like the whole two-day shipping and all of that, which is obviously what made Amazon stand out and monopolize the whole industry. I mean, we remember when things took seven to 10 days on average, yeah. if not more for, for time for things to get here. So we've certainly been spoiled with that, but it just, just reminds us that like that kind of productivity and that kind of uh, promptness with those deliveries obviously comes at the price of somebody else in order to yeah. make that happen. So it's definitely been eye-opening seeing, like, I guess we could have assumed that some of this stuff was happening, but to see it at, you know, being spread out there and then Amazon doing everything it can to squash it, even though it, that also that just makes you look even more guilty of it in the end, they're almost better off just letting it, letting people go about t- posting and tweeting stuff. But, um, you know, I, I feel for those, I feel for those guys for sure. I mean, that, how fucked up is totally. that, that our minimum wage isn't 15 $15 an hour is 31 grand a year. <laughs> that's not Dude, that that's a fucking barely, joke. barely livable on barely livable. Like you would have I to mean, move to like, you would have to live in like a, like a Florida or, you know, somewhere down South for that to like be somewhat livable. I mean, you couldn't get by on that. Up well, here well what happens is we, we subsidize these people's lifestyles. They end up section eight housing vouchers, food stamps, and all that. Like the corporations refusing to pay them a living wage takes money out of everyday Americans' pockets so these people can survive. Right. Like so there's a reason Section 8's a thing. It's because people do do either not making enough money, mental disability, physical disability, can't afford rent. So if you're in that situation, the government will help you subsidize your rent or payments. Right. It's so fucked up. It sure is. I mean... Like the fact that the minimum wage isn't fifteen dollars an hour everywhere is because I, I can I can understand that being a minimum wage, right? But I would argue that if you're an Amazon warehouse worker, like you should probably get paid more than fucking minimum wage. See, it's I would not think an so. easy job. Yeah, considering how hard you're working. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, like in, in, in Rhode Island and Mass, Rhode Island and Mass, I don't think minimum wage is fifteen an hour yet. No. No. And obviously, I'm those almost, are expensive places to live. I'm almost positive it's not. I, mean, I think it's luckily, 12 and change. Let's see. Yeah, 12 I mean, 75 lot, in mass. Not a lot of people live on a minimum wage. 12, yeah, $12, 25 cents. in Rhode Island. Oh, this one says. Oh, the, all right. So by, by, well, Oct- by October 1st of this year, it will be 12.25. So right now, okay. it, it could, it, it will That's probably a be. a joke. 
I know. And what, what's the federal minimum wage still at? Seven something. <laughs> it's seven twenty five. Seven twenty five. Dude, I was making seven. I was making like yeah. seven twenty five when I was washing dishes at Half Moon in my fucking junior and senior year of high school. So I 12, think they said if they if follow the rate of inflation, it would be at like twenty two dollars an hour. Oh, I thought it was yeah. like thirty three. Inflation from when it started was it, it might have been it was somewhere it was a lot more than fifteen. But either one of those would be, I mean, 22 would be very reasonable. Like that, that's not, yeah. I don't think that's asking too much. We'd, yeah. we'd ha- it'd be interesting. Like, I, I don't know if our grandparents who are still alive would remember, but like when immigrants came to this country and it was our grandparents' generation and great grandparents' generation, I'm sure they worked for minimum wage and that's how they put their roots down and slowly saved money to be able to rent a home, then buy a home and then support their family like to think dude oh like immigrants now cannot do that like i always picture ty the cleaning ladies at the schneider west kingston office right like we're all super nice dude we're there from like probably 6 a.m till like 6 p.m cleaning up robin Doe's disgusting shit in the toilet and like, like our food <laughs> garbage and all that it's like if those people were really making like ten dollars an hour Dude, they might not have been. They might not have been making ten dollars an hour. Dude, like, so, the, so even even less than that. I just like, looked it up, dude. Like the and like the early eighteen hundreds, minimum wage. I don't know if they even called it that at the time. It was about twenty five cents an hour, which would equate to about four dollars an hour today. <laughs> is what they were making. <laughs> okay, so maybe <laughs> so, maybe it was <laughs> slight progress. A little bit less. And then and then believe it or not, you know, and then the industrial revolution kicks off. It kicks into gear around the eighteen twenties, eighteen thirties, and pay went from an average of one to do- one dollar to a dollar fifty an hour. Which but that's a big percentage. It's a fifty percent increase. That's a huge percent increase. But I'm yeah. just saying, like equated to today's standards, it would be like six bucks or like I, I, I just so I, I like know my great grandfather on my dad's side worked at the rubber loft, rubber mill. What was US his rubber. name again? The most Italian Alfredo. Name of the world. Alfredo, Alfredo Morelli. <laughs> I love that Alfredo. The nick nickname was Palm Beach. Palm Beach. Palm Beach. At the, Why? I, I never met him, but I don't know. That was his nickname. I guess he just had like a big white head of hair and was always smiling. So they called him Palm Beach. But um, <laughs> okay. he, he, he supported Jared Palm Beach. <laughs> he supported a family working at U.S. Rubber. My grandfather on my dad's side was a mailman and my grandma didn't work. He supported a family as a mailman. And then like I think would have second jobs here and there like around Christmas time. And on my mom's side, my grandpa was a union electrician supported eight kids with my grandmother not working as a union like not electrician. Not real life. No. Not real life, dude. I'm like, now you need two incomes and a combined close to six figure network like income to what do you, minimum. What do you think the median income in this country was in 2019? $39,000. What do we say? Minimum wage averages out to or like thirty-one? Yeah, thirty-one. Yeah, median income in the U.S. in twenty nineteen was thirty-one one three three. Jesus. And median? Do you guys? What's the difference in median and mean? Median's the most common, right? It's like the middle. 
Yeah, I don't think it's like an, a true average, right? It's not. It's yeah, not, it's not no, an average. Me, I forget median exactly is what that the means. true average. Mean gets distorted because it's like if you have a super high outlier. Oh, okay. It'll yeah, bring that's the what mean I was trying up. to say. Right, so right. median yeah, yeah. is the true average. Okay. Okay. So, so that means the true average, like that's not being weighed it's $15 down by a bunch an of hour. That's so messed up, man. Makes Thank you feel God. A bit yeah, we have good parents job. who made us get an education and skills. <laughs> yeah, right. We were born with silver parachutes or golden parachutes, whatever the hell they call them. Dude, I was just thinking that in the same building that your great grandfather like slaved away in making fucking I rubber. Bougie we were just we were just living apartment. we were living in a high rise apartment, uh just chilling, doing nothing. We were at um when we were at Dominic's first birthday, Dan's mom's longtime boyfriend, super nice guy, but he's a longtime mechanic. And he had to like leave at like six. Like, yeah, I get work at three in the morning. He works like in the morning till 3 p.m. every day. And he's like, yeah, not all of us can go work on those damn computers and make all that money. <laughs> so like, think about it. There's still people out there who have no concept of how you can make a living on a computer and think you like literally need to trade hours and sweat for dollars. Yeah, it's dude, a lot like of America. The, uh, the guy we hired to do our landscaping and stuff, like he had just kind of started out so, and he's doing his own thing. I think his business is only like a year or two old or whatever. And like, dude, he just grinds like from sun up to sundown, just absolutely grinds. Like and the work with, he did, yeah. I, I was sitting here watching it literally on my computer, <laughs> like in my office. And he's Making right outside my window. twice as much money as he does. <laughs> and I'm just like, holy dude, I cannot imagine doing that every day of my life. Like I would, well, I feel like I would get so like down just with like no, with no again. end in sight, dude, Right. with no end in sight. Like you don't work, you get, you don't get paid. Yeah. It's fucking, yeah. Crazy. There's no coasting. And and it's, it's something that, um, it's a conversation that's happened a lot more with like the students I have where, and I've seen, I think I'm, I think it's like a small movement in, in my mind that I'm seeing a much more of a push for a lot of these kids these days into like career and tech programs that don't require like a four year mm. education where you put in like hundreds of thousands of dollars sometimes. Yep. Um, and I, I think it's great. I'm a total pro trade. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, it's a smart move. I mean, you're not going, I mean, yeah, there's some school. Nobody's involved. doing it now. Like they have a shortage of people that, or you know, a massive available to right. be, you know, I wonder you can if, make a really you can make a really good living doing it. Definitely, yeah. like if you want to be like an electrician or a plumber, I mean, yeah, you're gonna work long hours and inconvenient times, absolutely. But you can still make a hell of a living doing that, and and that's what you know. Some kids will say like you know we'll talk about future jobs or whatever and like what they want to do and some kids like i'm just gonna work for my dad's business and do this and like they got it like you know middle school kid that you know at that age you, you got it all figured out and i always say like that's great like i'm sure you can make a good living i guess you know if you go to college you may not have to work physically as hard once you get that job but you can certainly make a lot of money not going to college you just got to work your ass off most of the time and, yeah. and work the inconvenient hours and get your hands dirty but it can be done I mean, there's people at electric boat. Um, I know it's not like hardcore manual labor, but like, you know, people at electric boat. I mean, that's a, that's a really good gig. I, I forgot exactly what they're making an hour. It's like 30 something, maybe more an hour. And, and yeah, a, a lot of that's manual labor, but yeah. Is it? Yeah. Is, but is it like, so I, I thought it was more, I think like they're just building boats. I thought it was more like just like mechanical stuff with like machines and shit. I, I, I wasn't thinking like, you know, intensive manual labor, but definitely like a blue collar job. 
Yeah. Definitely a blue collar yeah. job, but that's a highly coveted job around here. And you don't need a college degree for that. And you yep. can make way more than what I was making when I first started teaching per hour. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, there's money to be made. It's just, you wonder if that sector of, uh, of the, uh, of the job market is going to see a bump in the next few years when college prices continue just to skyrocket. It's cause like you said, like you said, Ty, there's a massive shortage for that kind of labor. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think we're certainly seeing <clears throat> even in white collar jobs and like corporate America, a huge shift in the type of jobs people will get like customer service jobs gone. Like those will not be a thing, dude. It's all automated, all automated, all or offshore. Outsourced. Yeah. Exactly. Like it, it's going to be as opposed to getting like, there's still certainly valuable skill sets like sales and marketing and engineering, but like, IT and coding and all that shit like that's going to be huge, man. The amount of people who are going to go to school for software engineering and like, that's a pretty shitty lifestyle. You literally just code for hours on hours on hours, but they'll make really good living. Yeah. Yeah. It's a really good skill set. Yeah. I think all those other jobs are just like dwindling away, getting laid off. Yeah. Big time. Sucks. Um, all right. So I wanted to do one last story before we jump into our, uh, finishing segments here. Um, and this is probably our most prevalent and classic segment of distrust in the mainstream media. Um, familiar. Yeah. So, but you, like, I think we would all probably say that like 60 minutes as a brand is pretty reputable, right? Yeah. I think well-respected by most Americans. Right. Yeah. Um, did you guys see their piece on... Florida Governor Ron DeSantis on Twitter. I didn't. I, I saw that. Um, I think what was it? Sagar's Rising or Radar was about it today. Did you watch? I didn't the, watch it. I, okay. No, I didn't watch the Radar. Yeah, watch. I mean, he'll do a better job explaining it than I did. I th- but I thought it was just like another example of like these pe- like these fucking institutions. Like I don't know what they're thinking, and they're screwing themselves over and only helping guys like Ron DeSantis when they do shit like this. So. They were start like trying to go after a story what they believe to be pay for play in terms of vaccine distribution. So it came out that like Publix, our, our Adam's favorite uh, pub sub grocery, baby grocery chain, <laughs> absolutely um, was donated a hundred thousand dollars to the campaign of DeSantis, and he in turn gave them a contract to distribute the vaccines. And they painted it as, hey, this is clearly a, a pay-for-play scandal. And they tried to get him to do a one-on-one interview. He said no. So they went down to Florida and like attended one of his press conferences. And it's a little bit of a longer clip, but it's actually two videos. So the first video is the clip that you see if you watch 60 Minutes. And then the actual like inter- like the full uh, answer to the question was released afterwards. So let's just listen to the difference in these two cuts. We wanted to ask Governor DeSantis about the deal, but he declined our request for an interview. We caught up with him south of Orlando. Publix, as you know, donated $100,000 to your campaign, and then you rewarded them with the exclusive rights to distribute the vaccination in So first of all, what you're saying is wrong. How how is that not pay to play? That's a fake narrative. 
I met with the county mayor, I met with the administrator, I met with all the folks at Palm Beach County and I said, here's some of the options. We can do more drive-through sites, we can give more to hospitals, we can do the publics. And they said, we think that would be the easiest thing for our residents. So but Melissa McKinley, the county commissioner in the Glades, told us the governor never met with her about the public's deal. The criticism is that it's pay to play, and It's governor. wrong, it's wrong, it's a fake narrative. I just disabused you of the narrative and you don't care about the facts because obviously I laid it out for you in a way that is irrefutable. Well, I, I and so like, it's clearly not. Isn't there the nearest no, public? No, 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 you're wrong, you're wrong, away. you're wrong. Yes, That's sir. That's actually a fact. So like, obviously, like, sounds pretty bad. Right. I mean, does yeah. a pretty bad job of defending himself. And like, dude, this guy is like tries to be the mirror image of Trump. Have you ever seen this guy talk? That, he does the exact same mannerisms as Trump, like complete copy. I've heard of him. I, I haven't really watched him. I mean, people are talking about him being like the yeah. front runner for 2024. Wow. How long has he been governor? I'm trying to go. He's young, 42. Yeah. So, like, so just it, last year, he was governor since 2019. So, new guy. Oh, really? What was he doing before that? Yeah. Before that, he was in the House. He was a Congress member from 2013 to 2018. I want to try to see how many people watch 60 Minutes. I would imagine quite a bit. Nine million viewers. Oof. Yeah, I believe it. It's a that's what's on after um football on Sundays normally, right? Yeah, and uh the CBS. Yeah. Yeah, that's super popular. So listen listen to his full answer and tell me if you feel differently about uh what he said. So first of all, that what you're saying is wrong. That's that that's a fake narrative. So First of all, when we did the, the first pharmacies that had it were CVS and Walgreens, and they had a long-term care mission. So they were going to the long-term care facilities. They got vaccine in the middle of December. They started going to the long-term care facilities the third week of December to do LTCs. So that was their mission. That was very important, and we trusted them to do that. As we got into January, we wanted to expand the distribution points. So yes, you had the counties. You had some drive-through sites. You had hospitals that were doing a lot. But we wanted to get it into communities more. So we reached out to other retail pharmacies, Publix, Walmart. Obviously, CVS and Walgreens had to finish that mission. And we said, we're going we're gonna to use you as soon as you're done with that. For the Publix, they were the first one to raise their hand and say they were ready to go. And you know what? We did it on a trial basis. I had three counties. I actually showed up that weekend and talked to seniors across four different publics. How was the experience? Is this good? Should you think this is a way to go? And it was 100% positive, so we expanded it, and then folks liked it. And I can tell you, if you look at a place like Palm Beach County, they were kind of struggling at first in terms of the senior numbers. I went, I met with the county mayor, I met with the administrator, I met with all the folks at Palm Beach County, and I said, Here's some of the options. We can do more drive-through sites. We can give more to hospitals. We can do the publics. We can do this. They calculated that 90% of their seniors live within a mile and a half of a publics. And they said, we think that would be the easiest thing for our residents. So we did that. And what ended up happening was you had 65 publics in Palm Beach. Palm Beach is one of the biggest counties, one of the most elderly counties. We've done almost 75% of the seniors in Palm Beach. And the reason is because you have the strong retail footprint. So 
our uh, way has been multifaceted. It has worked. And we're also now very much expanding CVS and Walgreens now that they've completed the long-term care mission. Yes. Sounds Pretty a little bit different, different answer, right? Uh, yeah. I would say there were uh, so some things up, that man. were left out in 60 minutes. A very <laughs> well you. thought out, logical answer. Um, and when what, what actually really screwed them was not only that video, but two statements. The county mayor came out um, and made a statement after seeing it. Um, he said, I watched the 60 minute segment on Palm Beach County last night and feel compelled to issue this statement. The reporting was not just based on bad information. It was intentionally false. I know this because I offered to provide my insight into uh, the county's vaccination efforts and 60 minutes declined. Um, blah, blah, blah. I mean, he just goes on to completely refute it. Um, a Democrat in the state of Florida came out uh, and said he tagged 60 minutes on Twitter and said, I said this before and I'll say it again. Uh, Publix was recommended by uh, the Florida Division of Emergency Management um, as the other pharmacies were not ready to start, period. Uh, no one from the governor's office, office suggested Publix. It's just absolute malarkey. So they just took that one little statement and they just kind of made their own story on it. So, I, I mean, this is just another classic example of now nobody's going to trust 60 Minutes. No. They lost credit. They should lose credibility, though. Yeah, I know. Like, how do you not get fired for doing something like that? Because it's like, that was sure it's literally very intentionally in line. misleading and false. Yeah, that's that's bad. I bet that, you that's... if they did the same thing and lied to make Biden or the Democrats look bad, they would get fired. But because this is with the PC Democrat narrative, they're cool with it, which is so messed up. Very. Yeah, I mean, uh, just it's it, it makes you think. It doesn't make you think like how much of what has written the history books has been this extremely biased push narrative from one side. Because so much of this could have been going on pre-internet and you only have one source of information. So you have no idea if it's true or not. Yeah, absolutely. Like this could this could this could be the situation or the not it's not the word I'm looking for. This could be the system that's been going on for decades of being in bed with politicians and painting a narrative and interest behind closed doors and all that. Yeah. And I mean, I think you made the point earlier, but did we see 60 minutes expose on Cuomo? Uh, no, 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 not that I have we, uh, we've come yet across. to see a serious story about Andrew Cuomo or an in-depth analysis. So it's obvious, By right, anybody. that the only reason that they did that and intentionally edited the video and all that is because this guy's a Republican, right? Yeah, it seems I that mean, way. there's no other explanation. They just right. wouldn't do it if it were a Democrat. So not. again, like you have another reputable institution tarnished. Like how can you yep. believe uh, or at least not be incredibly skeptical about every other 60-minute story? And that's not as... That's not just like an article that they published without checking their sources. That's something they intentionally cut out parts of the story to make it look that way. Right. So it's not mm -hmm. a sorry, we messed up. It's no, you did this. Nope. They just took the parts that spun their narrative and mushed them together. Hate, hate it, man.
And it was, I mean, I don't think they've the apologized woods. or anything. I mean, this is what I mean. It just gets memory hold. Like, we'll yeah. all just forget about it and we'll we'll just go on. But, like, you know, people wonder why there's such distrust of the mainst- mainstream media. Right. It's because of shit like yeah. this. It's just like, dude, mm-hmm. you just, like, straight up lied to us, like, clear, plain as day. And unless you watch Rising, you would have never known they lied. Or you're on Twitter, because, I mean, it fucking blew up on Twitter. Right, right. What well, was it on Twitter? Yeah. But if you're... Let's be real. Most people who watch 60 Minutes are not on Twitter. Most people who watch 60 Minutes are like That's our the parents' point, generation. right? It's like, exactly. Most people yeah. watch 60 Minutes. That's their only news. So now right, they're like, it, yeah. it recaps the whole terrible week. governor in Florida. Oh, my God. You know, they're the worst state for COVID. When in reality, right. that couldn't be further from the case. So, yeah, it's just unfortunate. Because, like we said, we would have all assumed that they would be a reputable news outlet or brand. Right. Prior to seeing that. Bullshit. Uh, you want to get woke? Let's get woke, baby. All right. First on the woke hot seat is male vocabulary. Okay. So this comes from someone on Twitter called a bitch <laughs> at Classic. oat milk lady. Oat milk. So I don't know. I think we can very literal oat milk. Male vocabulary that are red flags. Alpha, beta, <laughs> soy boy. I love Joe Rogan. Elon (laughs) Musk is a genius. Female, my ex is crazy, and keto. So we are not allowed to say any of those words or phrases. I love soy boy. I've never heard that one before. (laughs) Never heard soy boy before? I'm just going to, when we see um, Lamp at Steve's bachelor party, what's up, soy boy? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that's pretty much... That, that's the definition of it right there. Um, all right. Next on the hot seat is an all too familiar uh, guest is white Twitter. Um, Damn it. Because I, I guess if this was like a cool throne, it would, the, the, it would be this were a cool throne instead of a hot seat. The cool throne would be black Twitter. Okay. So there's uh, Melinda Byerly, who's the CEO of Fiddlehead Technology. I had to look it up. It's somewhere in canada but i think she's based out of san francisco or whatever um black twitter is funniest twitter and most enlightening twitter i recommend and quote observe like and share approach because we whites ruin things and she uh continues she comments on her own comment i see so much hilarity there let me let me re-emphasize this point. <laughs> I just tweeted this out, but I think I need to add some color. Yes. Let me make sure everyone understood what I meant. Most of it is unique to their experience of the world. The wordplay, the delivery, it's a gift. She continues. Just let it wash over you. There will be things that confuse you. Be at peace with it. You don't have to be the audience for everything. Over time, you see themes emerging. It's then you start to grow. So we got to diversify our, our Twitter feeds, I guess, because... Noted. Noted. Yeah, just be aware of that. Um, how, do, how does one diversify a Twitter feed? I'd love to know so I can do it. Yeah. They just told you. Follow just more. Told you, just just black follow people. black people. That's it. Like don't, and share. Don't question. Any, any of them. Nope. Just like... Like Paul Pierce. Paul Pierce will help. 
That's observe. what I was excited. I was like, I'll follow Paul Pierce. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Can we talk about Paul Pierce just for a Dude, quick second? He's married. Legends. Yep. I was I was just gonna ask that, Ty. Is he a married man? I'm pretty sure he is. And Since 2010. I mean, I think, I think when you're that successful and rich and like live that lifestyle, I think you're allowed to like chill with strippers, even if you're married. I, I yeah, I mean, it's one thing and, like going to a strip club, but like ordering them to the house, the crib. Well, you get a haircut. <laughs> well, it, it made me like sit back and think about all the haircuts I've ever gotten. I was like, damn. Like nothing I've ever gotten for haircuts. Anything what, what, just close let Sean know. That. Say, hey, you got some suggestions to upgrade the experience a little bit. Can, can you invite Coventry's finest strippers next time? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure they got some connections. I'm sure Zach has some people he knows. I think we can make it happen. Um, Ty, before I, I'm going to skip this one right now. But um, I sent you a video on your email. Yeah. So I'll skip this one. I'll save this other one for last, so um, we can play it because that video will will do a better job of explaining it than I will. Um, next on the hot seat is black gifts. What's a GIF, by the way? Like, what does that stand for? Does anyone know? Like just the quick, like, you know, like videos that are just like, you know, the. Um, oh, oh, that's a GIF. Okay. Yeah. yeah, it's like it's a picture slash video. Like, it yeah. moves. Got yep. it. I thought it was like a meme for a second, but it's not. People so. call them memes. Like, <laughs> oh, all right. They're the same. Okay. Kind of. All right. So this is from Kunta J. <laughs> Stop using GIFs. And reaction memes that feature black oh, people if that. you aren't black. So short, sweet, and to the point. Um, so yeah, there's really nothing else needs to be said there. Just uh, just watch <laughs> so, yourself. Uh, again, just for the sake of diversity and inclusion, we, we just heard that we need to like, share, and engage with black Twitter, but now we're told... Don't you fucking don't dare retweet a gift away. Yeah, don't say the fuck away from Black Twitter. Yeah, it's very contradictory. So, I, what are we supposed to do? I don't know. We're running out of options. We need to consult somebody. All right. Next on the hot seat is vaccinations. Kind of a weird nice. thing to be on the hot oh, yeah. seat. Yeah. So there was a column written in the uh, Los Angeles Times titled "California Rushed to Vaccinate Poor People." But what about transgender people? And I have one tweet about that. Um, and this person says, how many people we're talking about is a little unclear. There has been very little data collected. I'm assuming it's related to how many transgender people people have been vaccinated compared to poor people. But it says, what, but what data does exist? Wait, but what data does exist shows that those who identify as LGBTQ are at higher risk of becoming severely ill from COVID-19. So there's very little data apparently that's been collected. Does she provide the data? Nope. Because why, <laughs> why, would, why would she, right? Um, but it, there's not a lot of data out there, but enough for her to say that members of the LGBTQ community, not the LGBTQ plus community, I thought those are the same. Am I missing something here? There's no, a lot of times we say that again. The LG. So this she's she's referring to the the classic LGBTQ community, but there's one that's LGBTQ plus. So some people confused. put the plus, some people don't. Got it. All right. So yeah, um, transgenders are 
more severely impacted by COVID than everyone else, apparently. And there's little data to show it, but it's not going to stop her from talking about it. All right. Next in the hot seat, a little more of an extensive list today. Next in the hot seat is trees. You know, tree, you guys know trees, right? You yeah. guys know what those yeah, I things know trees, are, right? Trees, right? You guys are hurt to see them trees, you know, <laughs> plants, you know, things. Big tree guy. Yeah. You know, those things that provide oxygen or whatever. Um, a school in Portland postponed a vote on a mascot change. They wanted to change their mascot to the evergreens, like an evergreen tree. I don't, I don't know how to describe it. It's a big ass tree, apparently. It's like a pine and, tree. Yeah. Okay. That's there you go. Like. Pine tree. All right. So Portland school postpones a vote on changing the mascot to evergreens over racism concerns. So had to really dig into this one to figure out what exactly <laughs> they don't really going tell on. you much on the headline. No. For this well, one. yeah, yeah. They, they really, they, they really draw you in there. So this is pro evergreen this, this uh, quote here. So, I guess this is coming from the principal of the school in explaining the reasoning for choosing this new mascot, Ellen, Ellen, what more, sorry, a teacher at the school, Ellen, what more, a teacher and mascot committee member, <laughs> I guess they, they're making committees for this shit um, said the evergreens are quote, characterized by the life-giving force of their foliage, the strength of their massive trunk and the depth of their roots in an individual tree and as a forest of trees. So a little symbolism there for the school, like, the, you know, this strong school, unified school. Um, so the Portland Public School Board of Education was set to vote on this uh, last Tuesday. But Director Michelle DePas raised concerns about the tree's possible connotations with lynching in oh, the early God. 20th century. And this is uh, her quote. And this is all she provides. I'm wondering if there is any concern with the imagery there in using a tree dot, dot, dot as a mascot to pass. I said to the passport to pass, uh, asked the renaming and mascot committee last week, according to the Portland uh, Tribune, I think everyone comes with blind spots or everyone comes with blind spots. And I think that might've been a really big blind spot. So it doesn't really elaborate as like, you know, we're, we're evergreens like, targeted Racist. for like lynching, you know, mobs and everything like that to hang people on or, or to kill people. On. I don't know, but apparently evergreens are, are canceled. So a fucking tree, a tree is canceled. Tree can't even defend itself. Hey, Dude, do these people canceled. know what trees do? Cancel all the trees. Not going to be oxygen left. No, it might backfire. Fucked. Yeah. Didn't so you think imagine that living through. in that part of the country? Yeah, I was going to say, where was well, it? Yeah, I mean, Portland, Portland. dude. Portland. I was going to say, it sounds like, sounds like Cambridge and Somerville. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, true. Portland's the, uh, the, the West Coast hub, the Pacific Northwest hub for wokeness. Yeah. Um, all right. Christ. So last on the hot seat is the Mastas. You know, with the one this of the most. This is Foreman versus Mastas. Confederate Georgia. Great. Now, boycott the Masters. Not only has Major League Baseball unexpectedly done exactly the right thing by moving its all-star game out of Atlanta, but it has just as importantly opened the floodgates and put a target on the back of every major sports event, every major non-sports event, and every corporation doing business with Georgia. As an aside, when baseball announced this, thank goodness I was at a checkup in my cardiologist's office. 
The next big opportunity to do the right thing is Thursday, the Masters Golf Tournament. It's not likely they're going to move it out of Augusta, Georgia. The course was segregated there until 1990. The double meaning in a former slave state of Masters is also no coincidence. They will play that tournament, but that does not mean it has to count for anything, nor that it has to be shown on TV. The PGA Tour should declare that the Masters is not an official event and will not be recognized as a major tournament, and ESPN and CBS should not televise it, nor in Canada should the TSN network. Baseball acted quickly and decisively, and in so doing, saved its celebration of Jackie Robinson Day on the 15th. The people behind the Masters don't give a damn about any of that, but the TV networks and the sponsors have to. Yeah, so he goes a little further into lost that. Their fucking minds. And like, I think we we talked about this earlier in the week, or like a few a few days ago. I mean, he was like one of the main faces of ESPN for a long time. I've always had him. And I don't I mean, yeah, I guess I, I, I was kind of indifferent about him. I didn't know too much about him, but then he had like and he left ESPN, then he came back, and I'm guessing he's not on there anymore. Um but yeah, he he uh he went on to say other things like he wants to keep American money out of Georgia. He thinks that that will be you know, again, kinda of like what we talked about earlier, how you know it's like you're we want to punish the people of Georgia for a decision that they had no say in to begin with. Um, right, exactly. So Keith Overman wants every business right in fucking Georgia to say, I'm out. I'm out. Peace. Um, I'm sure Georgians will appreciate that fucking Keith Overman. Yeah, right. And um again, the 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 hottest take he took was that he claims that the name of the tournament, the Masters, yeah, is based on slavery. Um I looked it up. So it, it was previously called the Augusta National Invitational and up until nineteen thirty nine and then there maybe they change it to the Masters, Keith, because I don't know. It's the top golfers in the fucking sport, the Masters of Golf, who are attending this tournament. Maybe that's why they did it. Maybe it has literally nothing to do with slavery. <laughs> but maybe I, I digress. So the Masters is uh, on the verge of being canceled. We'll, we'll see how we'll see how well that goes, Keith. Um, okay. The biggest yeah, golf that event one makes of too much year. money to cancel that. Yeah, I just find um, it so insane that people are calling on corporations and everything to stop doing business in, in the state over voter IDs. Right. And, and also, it's like, who the fuck are you, Keith Olbermann? Like, who you can I, just everyone's be like, all right, everyone stop. Let's listen to what Keith Olbermann has to say about the fucking masters. It reminds right. me of um, fucking uh, Mitt Romney. Right before I think uh, Trump, you know, it was like right before the presidential election in 2016. And like it was getting to the point where like people were saying, you know, I don't think Trump's going to last much longer. And they kept saying it and saying, it. of course, it just he just powered through the primaries and everything like that. And I think right before the primaries, Mitt Romney called this big press conference and was like, listen, America, we have to be reasonable and like think about what decisions we're making. And I remember talking to my dad about it. It's like, why does Mitt Romney fucking think that anyone's going to like stop and like take his word as like gospel? Like it, that, that's the first thing it made me think of like Heath Olbermann, the fucking ego on you, dude, thinking that you're the voice of reason all of a sudden. Well, he's the same. He's the same character as like Jamel Hill. It's just their business is like this divisive political stuff and yeah. being just on like the far left 
side of everything. Like, and obviously taking advantage of racism and trying to make money off of it. It's fucking insane. I mean, it this is. guy is absolutely I'm trying insane. to get his and trying to get his name in the headlines. Let's be right. right. Exactly. Exactly. Shock. You know shock like, hey, what yeah. could I do to get trending? Boycott the Masters. Oh my God. Masters are third. Now, now right? he's a soy boy. Keith Olbermann, <laughs> ultimate soy boy. Soy boy. Yes. <laughs> Is it this Thursday tie, the Masters? Yeah. The Masters. I'll, like, I'll what a fucking remember. idiot. The PGA should just come out and say, listen, guys, because the legislature in the state passed a law that says you have to show an ID to vote, <laughs> we are legitimately taking away any meaning to this tournament you're about to play. The most prestigious We're tournament. our Super Bowl. Literally. Yeah. Yeah. No, we want nobody to year. televise it. Because the state's voter law. It's like, oh, I, we have lost our fucking minds. I didn't realize how long that course was segregated, though. I have to say, that's pretty fucking wild. Oh, I mean, up until look, look, that course does not have a good history when it comes to <laughs> racism. <laughs> not at all. Not at all. So we're certainly I thought you were going to say 60s, maybe 70s. Nope. 1990, the year before uh, you and I were born, Mo. It was ah, I guess we'll, we'll let him come in. Fine. <laughs> <sighs> Fine. It's fucking Jeez. insane. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, that was pretty shocking. I, I, I was aware that, you know, of a little bit of history, but I didn't realize it was in 1990, but still not, not, not a slave name. Not, not because of the slavery, not because of slavery. It's it called the masters. Fire also, takes <laughs> just super fire takes, dude. He's right up there with Biden with the Jim Crow take. God almighty. Mo, you got anything well, else? Uh, hot, hot take. So Trump just released, uh, I guess earlier today, a press release saying that George's election reform is not strict enough. And we need to be even <laughs> more serious about how we make voting more difficult. And Brian Kemp is a pussy pretty much. I saw so that dude um, does not know how to read a room, huh? No, like I, I saw he had some stupid press release that uh, in a similar vein, maybe it was the same one. Um, but at the end of it, he's like, again, like just says like point blank, like this election was stolen from us. And it's like, oh, he's not giving up. Fucking God. I mean, I guess he can't give up at this point. Right. But well, you, you guys got your uh, Easter. You guys got your Easter card in the mail, right? I didn't see that. I, I heard about that. No, no. So uh, this you got boy, one. Well, it wasn't in the mail. It was on Twitter. I, I say Twitter, but um, it's uh, called Sa- the the title or like the emblem at the top is Save America. And it, still <laughs> says Pres- it still says President Donald Trump. And and it says statement by Donald J. Trump, 45th president of the United States of America. Happy Easter to all, including the radical left crazies who rigged our presidential election and want to destroy our country. <laughs> Jesus. And Crystal Ball posted that and just her caption is Happy Easter, everybody. Yeah, that was awesome. <laughs> oh my God. That. So thank thanks. Thanks, uh, former President Trump for the Easter shout out. I wish he was back on Twitter, dude. It'd be yeah. fucking awesome. We'd have that I kind of he, dumbass. Hopefully he gets shit back eventually. The uh, you see the my pillow CEO. The my pillow CEO oh, is still that's touring a, that's the another country, Fox doing news. all the press shows. Yeah, saying how it's another Fox by July, commercial. Mother My Pillow. 
Yeah, that's another. I, I couldn't think of it. Sorry, I just got out of like so excited. I know, but I was thinking it was another commercial. The My Pillow commercials, <laughs> all over the place on Fox News. So that's why the My Pillow guy is so adamantly right wing. Pretty much. <laughs> Were you gonna say anything else? You just started talking about Jared and stopped. <laughs> yeah, I feel like there's a delay. My internet connection must be bad or something. Oh can you guys hear me okay yes loud and clear um yeah so the my pillow guy he's like on fox news and all these shows saying how like he's got the proof and in the next couple of months biden's going to be arrested and trump will be back in office like by july like he's literally saying this so he's alex jones on yeah on news networks he's saying this with a straight face I mean, that's embarrassing he, that they would let that guy on. I mean, uh, a hot take on this may get me in trouble. There was more of a chance of Sandy Hook being staged than Donald Trump being president again in two months and Joe Biden being in jail. So he may be well, crazier yeah. than Donald than Alex Jones. I guess it's hard to argue math there, Jared, but <laughs> Jared could get through the whole episode take. without a super hot take again. I'm not saying that I think that that happened. Sandy Hook was a terrible tragedy. I got a sandwich. Manufactured. Once. A government conspiracy, but terrible nonetheless. No, it was yeah. not manufactured. <laughs> They're making the frogs it. gay. <laughs> Oh man, I haven't played. Uh, what was that one that we were fucking dying laughing at with him? When he says, "Just like I'm, I'm fucking retarded" or something. No, well, retarded. That, I mean, that was a great yeah. one. But um, there was one like it was the last one I played, and it was like, "Fucking motherfucker!" Like you just kept, oh, fucking out of your like, goddamn. Shut mind. your mouth, you motherfucker! <laughs> yeah, something like yeah, I forgot. <laughs> uh, I missed that. I, I, I thought you had a soundbite for that. It's. I thought it was like saved I, on your platform or whatever. Yeah, I, I just I haven't um I haven't played them. Shut the a, fuck up, you motherfucker! Yeah, it was, I I forget what it was, but it's, it was along those lines. It just sounds like it's like that Step Brothers clip. I like, don't like you said animals in the water that turn the friggin' frogs gay. <laughs> wasn't that true? Doesn't he like? I don't think a frog <laughs> wasn't, can be gay, dude. Why not? You get the frogs can change their genders and uh, fuck each other. Crap. I'm sick of being a social engineer. It's not funny. <laughs> oh, that guy's awesome. I need to go back and listen to that Rogan episode with him again. That was mesmerizing. I didn't even finish it. I only got through like half of it. It was so fucking long because they had uh, Tim Dillon not, in not there, the right? the most recent one. The one before that, right? He was on again. I'm talking about the most recent. Well, he was one. on the one with Tim Dillon recently yeah, yeah. in Austin. Yeah. The, the one that was on, he was on like a year or two ago was the one that was just absolutely bananas. Now I'm talking, talking about the about more like recent one. Pedophile uh, Island and stuff like that. More okay, recent. I, one, I haven't seen that one. Yeah. Like Bohemian and Bohemian yeah. Grove and all that. That's fucking wild. Alex, Craziness. calm down, please. <laughs> oh, yeah. Lame actually, on that one, dude. Part Silver of the, October. Uh, would have been much more fun if he was also stoned. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, part of the part of the the fun of the episode was just him reeling Alex back in with like, it's like, dude, just like start from the beginning. Like, I don't know what you're fucking talking about. And but like, he would have him like, he would have his like producer look up shit on the on the internet, and like eight out of ten true. things were somewhat correct. Like that, they weren't. He episode? wasn't as yeah yeah. yeah I know. That's why it was episode. Yeah, I was like, oh my god, like. 
I know this guy's fucking crazy, but maybe he's not as crazy as people it's think. Like, Carbon, baby. Woo! <laughs> Carbon, Carbon. <laughs> Oh yeah, carbon. I forgot how fucking awesome carbon is. The whole <laughs> EV scam. Yeah. Yeah. Um are we got anything else? I got nothing. Uh we're we're I woke as hell. That's that's I achieved my goal. Yeah. I mean, we're I mean, can't come for us. We're the fucking most woke no. podcast on the planet. We're covering we, our bases. We educate ourselves literally on a weekly basis about what we can and <laughs> cannot I float be around the house these days. I'm so woke. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Sound us off. I love you guys.